Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Bobby Carpenter. And here we go on a Thursday. Attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Every single weekday morning right here on The Fam. Brandon Beam. The General Bobby Carpenter, and of course our fearless leader and producer, Mark the Shark. General, great to talk to you here on a Thursday, bud. What's happening? Oh, it's great to talk to you, Beam. Just uh, feeling good about life. It's Thursday. Got the you know the first Friday off. Enjoyed taking the youngest to school. Got there. I didn't even realize that uh, AJ got their third son. That'll be in. Uh, I guess their third child, second son, will be in class with our youngest. So Ooh. yeah, really excited about that. I would you know uh, McAfee's. Out sick right now, and so I hopped on the show with him yesterday. And I was joking, I was like, It you know, kind of feels like Goodwill Hunting, AJ. I was like, I've known you for like almost 20 years now. And you know, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, they always joke about going to barbecues, taking their kids to school, to Little <laughs> League together, and then you drive around and find dudes on pickup basketball courts and beat them up. So I'm like, That's kind of the last part of our plan. So why don't you just hop in and we'll cruise around and find some dudes to fight with? Yeah, I did see, uh, in fact, Bob, that you were uh, 100%. Like you had, you and AJ had the kids together, which is, I feel like, pretty amazing. You guys didn't even know that was going to happen. We didn't. I knew that his two oldest were going to school there. And, it, um, you know, they're, uh, my, da- their oldest daughter, London's my daughter's age. Her second is a uh, grade older than my third, Kellen. And then they've got two that kind of straddle my youngest right there. And I had no idea they're sending them to kindergarten. I don't know how we didn't talk about that or anything. I'm like, hey, they're the Hawks. And she's like, yeah, uh, Vetter's going to be in. Caleb's classmate. That is, uh, that's phenomenal. So that'll be exciting for this year to kind of get to experience them and hang out with them a lot more. So super pumped about that. Got to enjoy it. Did a little Big Ten radio yesterday. Um, and that was funny because the guy who's doing, he, you know, Pete Pistone, he does a bunch of stuff. He does NASCAR for XM and a bunch of other things. It was like his third show of the day. And he's like, boy, how tired was he? Oh, yeah. And he's like, I know you've done a lot today. I was like, yeah, I do a show from six to nine. I hopped on Pat McAfee. And I'm like, wait a second. So I was actually off today. So this is actually my first, like, long, uh, you know, long uh, form broadcast that I'll be doing. So, yeah, it was kind of nice. And then they rained out a lot of the practices yesterday. I don't know. Oh, it was a mess. Yeah. So, Miss Mitzi, it's a mess. Uh, just that rain came pouring through and kind of put all the fields uh, underground, underwater. So we went to dinner last night, and by the time that we went, Bob, I mean, it was crazy. So it poured at our house for like 10 minutes. We're like, okay, cool, let the dog out, feed him some dinner, and then we'll go to dinner, and then we'll be right back. And literally, Bob, we could not have picked a worse time from the time that we got into the parking lot to the time that we walked to the restaurant. Well, I mean, I literally, I could. It wasn't going to rain again. Well, no, that that didn't happen this time. That did not happen this time, which was good. I had but to take an extra long. Yeah. Walk today. <laughs> no, it's uh. So that didn't happen. But literally, like I couldn't see five feet in front of my face when we were walking into our restaurant that we went. And by the way, it was right near High Street, Bob. And so you'll love. 
of this, obvious, obvious flooding. I yeah. mean, there were some cars that were parked on the street, and Meredith goes, well, what do you think if I just park on High Street? I'm like, Mer, it's raining sheets right now. I mean, there's no way that you're even going to be able to get into your car at this point, like, if we were to leave this restaurant without getting splashed by other cars. So just pull in the parking lot. It'll be all good. So, yeah, man, had a uh, had a nice little dinner last night. But, yes, I uh, got, to, got to watch the boats running down High Street, which was amazing. Absolutely. I figured being, you'd be driving up and down splashing the people that are trying to walk around. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought that was something that you had in your your repertoire. That's a great activity. It's free, too, Bob. It is free. Well, I guess you're using gas, so it's not technically free, but, you know, free entertainment. For, yeah, like reasonably reasonably cheap entertainment, running around splashing people. I mean, it seems like something that might be in your selection set of things you like to do as a little appetizer before dinner. Uh, get everything juiced up. How I listened to you and Tim. I went mm-hmm. over and... You know, I didn't want to just sit there and fart sack and fully sleep in. So I slept until about 5.30, went up and uh, worked out over at Ohio State yesterday in the morning with some of the guys. It was great. Had the ear pods in. Normally I listen to music beam. I'm like, let's listen to hear what Brandon and Tim have going on today. We didn't and, talk a whole lot of sports yesterday, Bob. It was oh, a, just a whole makers. lot of hee-haw. Yeah, coffee making. You know, Tim talking about the jack tax over at Mirfield. So we got into a whole oh, yeah. lot of different things that really didn't matter all that much. No, I mean, sales tax is sales tax, and that's uh, that's all part of it. You know, him getting his little uh, his little half zip, overpriced half zip. So <laughs> congratulations to him. 180 bucks must be nice for him, uh, right? I mean, listen, you know, you can decide however you want to spend your money. I mean, I'd, I'd prefer not to spend on a $180 half zip. but Although pro- it was free money from him because they did get $200 credit to the pro you know, shop. That, that was that was money won. And they always say this being money won is better than money earned. Of course. So you feel like you're uh, you're on house money right there and then watch sharks stumble through the, today in history. So I had to, <laughs> amazingly, I do that the day before. And like yesterday during the show or Tuesday when you're like, well, Bob, you won't be in. I'm like, well... Already have done today in history, so got that fired up for tomorrow. I should have left it for Shark, but instead I went through and made mental notes of some of the things that he forgot mm. that I had on there. Yeah, just to help supplement that. You know, it's like when you you miss school and you have your friend, you know, the teacher sends you some notes. And your friend's like, "Hey, I got some of the more important stuff too." So let me uh, let me start the stuff that we really went over a couple times. So I've got some good things in here uh, that Shark may have missed. But we're also very important dates yesterday. All right, perfect. So we got a big show lined up for you today. Obviously, coming up at 635, our man Rick Reichert will check in. We'll find out who is dealing with him. An unbelievable article came out about our man Anthony Schlegel, Bob. So I'm uh, going to read you some of the quotes that he gave Andy Staples oh, from The awesome. Athletic. I read that too Yeah, yesterday. it's a very, very good piece. So how well do we really know the big fella? How well does Andy really know the big fella? We'll get into that coming up at 7 o'clock. 735, our sure man from down in, down in Duval, who covers the Jags for ESPN. Mike DiRocco is going to join the program at 735. And then eight thirty-five. I can hear you, Bob. Uh, Is that going out over the air? Yeah, I, I don't That's know. What's, I don't know what's going There's on today. There's a bunch of buttons on this machine. Yeah, and Shark was like, "Hey, you've got some audio coming in here." I was trying to press the talk back, talk back to him. Yeah, I'm not sure not what's thing. going on because I sound very weird in my headset. So we obviously had some ghosts last night at the radio station that messed a bunch of things up. So I'm getting texts that I sound weird, Bob. I don't know what's going on. Listen, man, I just come in here and turn the microphone on and talk. So apologize for sounding weird. But anyways, 835, our man from Letterman Road, Jeremy Birmingham, he is going to join the program, Bob. But you're right. Today is Thursday, August 26, 2021. Right now, time for Today in History. Time to get smarter. Morning.
Morning Juice presents Today in History. Here's your professor, Bobby Carpenter. Sponsored by Monogram Homes. Start your true custom home journey today with a builder you can trust. Monogram Homes. Online at monogramhomes.net. Now, the best part of yesterday's Today in History, Bob, was that Shark jumped all over the sponsor read, too, which was pretty ah. good. Which was pretty good. You're not aware all the time that those things are lurking. All right, bud, what's on tap today? Well, it's called Metal Rep Shark. Just because you're not in there getting the live ones, Ryan Day would be very disappointed in you. This, the mental rep is just as good, if not better, than the physical rep. So we're going to go back to yesterday, uh, August 25th. A couple things that Shark left out. 1814, Shark, I figured a Patriot would be able to nail this. Uh, War of 1812 is raging. It's the second day of the burning of D.C. The British torched the Library of Congress, the U.S. Treasury, and the Department of War. That's not good. Yeah, it isn't good. They burned down. They also burned down the White House, and I believe a lot of the Capitol building as no well. No wonder Shark left that off. I mean, he talked about Ivan the Terrible instead. Exactly. He was more excited about that happening than anything else. So he looked at it as a big thing. And then also, Beam, have you seen the movie The Revenant? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. With Leo. Yeah, yeah. I, no doubt. It's great. It's fantastic. We actually saw it in theaters, Bob, and it was a much better viewing experience than your at-home theater. It I mean, is. it was unbelievable in theaters. I mean, if you, like, I guess if you have like the 4K and all the surround sound and stuff and a sure. huge TV, it might be as good. But there's certain things, man. When you get those fight scenes and the... Oh, just the know. big, vast, like, I don't know, the vastness of some of the scenes yeah. that they shot was amazing. It's unbelievable. So, Trapper Hugh Glass... Which that that movie is based on. There's also a movie called The Frontiersman, which came out in the '70s. That was uh, that was uh, ba- or Man in the Wilderness that was based off of him. But he was a frontiersman and a trapper. And it was yesterday that he have uh, survived. I guess that alleged bear attack. Now he never documented it. You know, no one. You know, I guess was there to really see it. Obviously, as based upon the movie. But that was the date yesterday that he allegedly survived that bear attack. And was able to just crawl himself through the wilderness, left for dead, and then finding food and supplies and getting his ultimate revenge. So that allegedly, I don't know how they document it, happened on August 25th somewhere in the great wilderness plains of North America. So you got that going. 1944, Paris is liberated by the Allies. Shark was sad they didn't take it into the, into the mm-hmm. Soviet Union and Warsaw Pact. So I'm not surprised you didn't mention that. Yesterday, birthdays didn't bring up Sean Connery, didn't bring up Charlie Saunders. He brought up Sean Connery. Okay, I must have missed that then when I was mid-set and I must have blacked out for a second. <laughs> Did not bring up Detroit Lion Hall of Famer Charlie Saunders, who passed away in 2015. Uh, did you bring up Albert Bell yesterday, Shark? I did not. Nope. Yeah, how could you not bring up your, your guy. great Albert Bell, the fourth player in Major League history to have eight seasons of 30 home runs and 100 RBIs. There have been a number of other guys to do it since then, but he was the fourth after Ruth, Fox, and Gehrig. So, pretty esteemed company. Your guy on your team, I was hoping that I misheard that. I did not. And truck stick between the base paths, Albert Bell. Absolutely. And a corked bat. Could do mm-hmm. a lot of things right there. He's bringing it all to the table. Some passings for yesterday. Big time things in America. John McCain, 2018. Neil Armstrong, 2012, Ted Kennedy, 2009, and Art Rooney, 1988. Today in history, August 26th, the 258th day of the 2021st year, we've got the 19th Amendment ending women's suffrage. It takes goes into effect, allowing the women the right to vote. 2009, we have J.C. Duggard. Do you remember do you know who that is, Beam? I do not. Shark, do you know who J.C. Duggard is? Duggar? Does Duggar. he have like 18 kids? Well, J.C.'s a woman. Oh, 
Does she have 18 kids? She doesn't, but she was found alive after being yes. missing for 18 years. Yes. Being trapped in the basement. I'd even feel the need to write down the people's names because that's, that's just okay. That's you, okay. You mispronounced it, and that's what caught me off guard. I did read that book, uh, Dugard. Dugard. I yeah. apologize. Yeah. J.C. Dugard. So after 18 years being in captivity in the middle, hiding in plain sight, uh, she is found alive. And obviously the, the folks that took her down, that captured her, were prosecuted. And then on this date, 2011, the Boeing, set, Boeing 787 Dreamliner earns FAA approval. And that was about a decade ago today. Some famous birthdays. Uh, we've got 1910 passing away in 1997. We've got the famed St. Mother Teresa. Uh, happy 62nd birthday to former Miami Heat coach. I can't remember where he was at last the Pistons? He's still with the Pistons? Maybe? Question mark, Ron Burgundy, Stan Van Gundy. Uh, happy 62nd birthday. He was uh, fired by the Pistons and is uh, just got a job at TNT okay. doing uh, NBA games. Perfect. Bring him back. Put him on the set there with Shaq and uh, Kenny and Charles. I Put him on with be... his brother. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Those two guys going back and mm-hmm. forth. Uh, that would be highly entertaining. I don't understand how Jeff is so thin and Stan is such a round dude. Well, you know, you have the yin and yang, Bob. I mean, you know, you got to even them out. Between the two of them, they're a very normal human being. Is that like twins with DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm not trying to say that, that Jeff Van Gundy's Arnold Schwarzenegger by any stretch, but I mean, that you got a wide, wide They don't span. look very similar either. They don't. I mean, Stan's got a nice little mop of hair, too, and Jeff's been bald for like 20 years. It's it's very interesting. And they, it's a surprising beam because their faces do look structurally very similar. Uh, so happy 62nd birthday to Stan Van Gundy. Happy 51st birthday uh, to actor and comedian Melissa McCarthy. Uh, so a happy 51st birthday to her. Uh, Home Alone. Beam, you a Home Alone fan? Oh, yeah, I love it. Well, Lost in New York and the original. They've got a bunch of other ones now that aren't quite as good. Uh, but happy 41st birthday to Mr. Macaulay Culkin. So the kid who started it all and uh, highly entertaining. And, you know, I was watching Best in Show the other day and I forgot. Oh, a, are you talking about the dog movie? Oh, yeah. It's so good. I forgot that his mom in the in Home Alone is in the dog is in Best in Show. That's and, such a funny movie. Oh, dude. It's like the best compilation of B-list, act, C-list <laughs> actors. Like, Get as many of them as you can, put them together. Eugene Levy's character in it is just over the top. Oh, it's so great. It's so great. It's like, (laughs) hey, how do I get a $20 bill? Well, I can just stack a bunch of pennies and nickels together, and we'll get there. And they basically did. (laughs) They put them in the broom closet. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's what's the room service situation going to be like? And he asked if there's a utility closet to the manager when they're in the broom closet. Absolutely unbelievable. We'll roll a cotton here for you. It'll be good. Um, uh, happy uh, 36th birthday, former Cleveland Brown, Brandon McDonald uh, in Detroit Lions. Played with him up there briefly. And uh, happy 36th birthday as well, David Price, uh, former pitcher. Is he still playing, Shark? Who are we talking about? David Price. Uh, he's pitching for the Dodgers. Okay, I didn't yep. know if he was still out there making money for the yep. Dodgers or not. I knew he was with the Red Sox for a long time, went to the Dodgers. But, Shark, as you know, I'm not watching baseball, especially not West Coast, West Coast baseball. And then a happy 32nd birthday, to James Harden, uh, big birthday for him. So, gosh, he's getting old, man. I remember when he came in the league, that beard was very short. Mm-hmm. Now, Beam, beard is very long. Uh, some passings today. Um, passing away, uh, back in, uh, passed away, I, I think I wrote my date wrong down here, and it's driving me nuts, but Charles Lindenberg passed away on this date in history. And Beam, what he did uh, 
Oh, it was. He passed away in 1944. And he was the first to have a transcontinental flight Mm -hmm. solo. And they had done it before from like Iceland, I think, to like Nova Scotia and Greenland, like as close as they could. But he flew straight up from New York to Paris on a solo shot, the furthest that had ever been done, thus changing the expectations for air travel and how we will travel for the rest of our lives. And then passing away in 2004. Shark, I hope I was going to I was trying to talk to you to see if you get the song potted up. You a Laura Brannigan fan? Uh, Gloria? Absolutely, sir. That's probably in the dad somewhere, I would imagine. I mean, we were at Adult Contemporary Station at one point in time. The nice little mix in there. Uh, so that's fantastic. But, oh, yeah, Laura Brannigan, Gloria. I was listening to this yesterday as I was putting it together. Passed away in 2004. So very disappointing. Um, there's some holidays and observances today. We've got... Congressional, uh, Congressional Startup Day, Make Your Own Luck Day, Musical Yoga Day, Cherry Popsicle Day, National Dog Day Beam. So a big day for you. Yep. Take the pooch for a walk. And it's Thoughtful Thursday, which is the last Thursday in August. Shouldn't every Thursday be thoughtful, Bob? Well, I thought it should be Thirsty Thursdays. Well, that's I, I enjoy Thirsty Thursdays more than Thoughtful you've Thursdays, fir- if we're being honest. You've got a First Friday, you've got a Thirsty Thursday, and then you've got the, I guess, actually recognized weekend <laughs> and we've got a little Gloria playing by Laura Brannigan which spent 36 weeks in the Billboard top uh, 50 which at the record which at the time was a record for any woman so congratulations Laura Brannigan passing away today Gloria it's oh, so amazing it's so great. amazing so happy passings are those are the holidays observances the birthdays the passings historical events for this date August 26th the 2038th day of the or 238th day of the 2021st year. <laughs> Very well done on that, General, as always. Brian Hartline and his receivers, they spoke to the media yesterday. You're going to hear from them coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Traffic is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Good Thursday to you. We are starting off the morning with an earlier accident in the clearing stages. Westerville, and this is at Oakland Park. Now just seeing some residual delays. So just add maybe a minute or two into your drive time if that's your pass-through. Road's in pretty good shape along Seltzer and Easton Way. And your drive, 270 at Dublin. The commute is doing just fine with the posted speeds. Good news, Ohio. Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe, Safe Auto. I'm Lena for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Pour some donuts in a bowl and get on with it. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this Thursday edition of the program. We hear Morning Juice brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can always visit them online at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Shark, to your keen ears, does this sound any bit better than it did the last segment? I have no idea. Bob, do I sound the same? I have literally no idea. We're working it out on the fly here. Isn't that amazing? You guys have always sounded the same to me. (laughs) Because as Bob Seger said, Shark, it's still the same. 
really is still the same. So I don't know what's happening. Anyways, we'll get our uh, crack shot team. Nothing shark. I mean, you're the Bob Seger fan here. I did that just for you. He's just he's so perplexed. Over I'm there, just uh, I'm confused, Bob. I'm uh, I didn't go to engineering school. No, neither. I can't figure this out. Nobody did. So you know what? We're just going to do the show, and it's just going to happen, Shark. And we're you just going to do it that do? way. You know, much to the chagrin of Greg, maybe I should. Uh, Pop the top of this board off. I've got some gum in my oh mouth. Oh, boy. Got, got any band-aids? Well, I've got a couple uh, paper clips and some gum, and so maybe like I could MacGyver this thing <laughs> and like jump some circuits and turn this thing into a spaceship or something like <laughs> I think, that. I think you would probably be able to able to do that, Bob. I mean, it would be pretty think amazing. Think how excited Greg would be if oh, I Oh, if he that. just walks in there and the board's all disassembled and you actually turn that thing into a regatta boat, I think he'd be <laughs> thrilled about it. Oh, I know. He loves when we sit here and try to play doctor and fix all of his stuff, so... <laughs> Like, hey, man, if it worked, I wouldn't have to try these wonderful things. But, you know, Bean, this is the beauty of working the early shift in the morning. Like, the technical support isn't exactly here on mm-hmm. demand, ready to go. <laughs> it's, it's not here and ready to go. Not on the on-demand notice. So, I don't know. We'll, fi- uh, we'll figure things I mean, out. I, I don't as we know if going. you were listening to uh, James yes, was it yesterday or two. I guess it would have been Tuesday, maybe my last day, where, you know, you've got chops. I mean, so, Shark, you're relying on chops to get you there. Mm-hmm. When when Tuesday he couldn't figure out why James wasn't coming in, and James like, hey, let's just try access uh, three as opposed to access two. Yeah, and so what you're talking about, Bob, like everybody who does the show from homes, they have different lines and like ports and everything where they plug into the actual board from. So that's the access that you're referencing. Yeah, it's like different little phone numbers. And mm-hmm. Shark and uh, Chops was like, couldn't figure out why the th- second one wasn't working. James like, hey. Instead of let's figure out why that's not working, let's try another one. <laughs> that might be the better better solution, if you will. And like frankly, I mean I have all four accesses in my little Comrex, like mm-hmm. the whole thing that calls in. Like, I don't know why everyone wouldn't have that to give yourself the best bevy of options to be able to do that. Like give yourself a chance. Well, I have one option when you can get four. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying here. I don't and so that's who you're relying on to fix this problem here, Shark. So uh, I'm not exactly gonna sit here with bated breath. As this tries to get fixed. No, I'm not either. So we're just going to have to deal with it. It's fine. It's Thursday at 627 in the morning. Everything's going to be all right. Brian Hartline spoke to the media yesterday. Him and his receiving core. Bob, and we've seen this through the offensive line so far this summer. Just a rotating positions. We've seen this out of Larry Johnson as well on the defensive line. Wants his guys to be able to succeed at multiple positions. Brian Hartline is no different with the receivers. Anytime you want to be a receiver, you don't want to be, you know, pigeonholed into a certain spot. So that's just value. I could play Chris in any spot. I could play Brian Jackson in any spot as well too. And and that's just how they're developed. They're not developed to be like, you know, slash players. It's just about being a great receiver and getting the best three guys in in, uh, in advantageous positions because at the end of the day, if you turn around and go, you know, 12 personnel or you're in a, in a bigger set, uh, those guys that are quote-unquote outside guys become inside guys. And if you're pigeonholed into a certain spot, you're not really that great of a receiver. You might be a good football player, but being multiverse and being uh, multifaceted is what we always strive to be, uh, become. And remember last year, Garrett Wilson had incredible success, Bob, when he transitioned from you know outside receiver to the slot. So I'll be fascinated to see who's going to play that role, if it's going to be Garrett and Olave on the outsides, and then if they're going to move Jackson Smith and Jigba into the slot. But it's no different, man. He wants his guys to experience every single position on that field. Yeah, rotating dudes. If you're a great receiver, you're a great receiver, whether it's inside, outside, whatever, you're short, tall, like I mean, there's some guys that may be better equipped to do things, but if you look in the NFL now, they move guys around, and the better you are, the more they're going to move you around, and so you need to be able to execute from all positions as a receiver all over the field. And so, 
that's what Brian tries to do is to add value to these guys. Hey, we're going to start out here. We're going to teach you how to play special teams. Then we're going to make sure you can block. And then we're going to start working on inside and outside stuff. And so by the time you get to the NFL and you're a senior here or junior, whatever it might be when you are ready and fully formed and developed, you have a full complement of weapons, a full bag beam, you, if you will, of tools to be able to go show people of what you're all about. And so I give him a ton of credit because it's hard to do that. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's easy. Like, hey, you just play outside. I teach you that. You're good. No. Now I have to bring you inside and coach you on that or take you from inside to outside and hone in on these coaching points and try to always get you to continuously improve. But that is why he gets these elite players here because they see the value that he adds because Brian's w- willing to work at it with him. Yeah, he certainly is. and He's one of the best of the country at his job. And there's no doubt that his receivers are going to be prepared heading into the season. Brian Hartline feels comfortable with his group heading into game one seven days from now. Pretty darn close to being game ready, if you ask me. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, you're, you're never, again, what's game ready? Yeah, based on game one. If we're still game one, then we are game five. Shame on us. So, you know, Game ready in comparison to uh, week one. Uh, we've done a really good job, and I look for the next week, hopefully, of maximizing the rest of this game plan and then executing at a really high level at the end of the week. But uh, I think we've done a pretty good job. I think it's a pretty uh, important point that he hit on there. If it's going to be the same as it is game one, as it is going to be game five, then shame on us. This is going to be a continued evolution from this football team, and that's why you, when you hear Ryan Day talk about this in this fall camp that we had, Bob, this iteration of the Buckeyes, it's going to look different than it does game one that it does game two, that it does the last game of the season against Michigan and hopefully the Big Ten championship game as you roll in. It's a continued evolution of this process, getting better day in, day out. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it's all about for Brian. It's like, hey, we're going to get better until the start of the season, and then we're going to get better during the season. Mm-hmm. The question really, when he said, hey, we're going to be game ready, Brian, but are you gas station ready? Ooh. That's the question. Here, read this article in the Athletic. All that, Pel- all that Peloton that he rides, man. No. He you know, rides his bike. I mean, that might keep you gas station ready. That Peloton does not make you gas station ready. Not even close. <laughs> that makes you ready to go be an extra in Gloria and dance in the background, <laughs> all right? That's what that does. That makes you jazzercise class ready. Yeah, gas but they sta- look sweet as background dancers, they, though. They might. But you know what? You're not going to be ready if you're pumping gas and someone comes up and tries to rob you. That, yeah, but your legs might be strong enough where you could give them the old Ronaldo, Bob, kick to the sternum, run away. You're telling me that you think riding a Peloton is going to somehow give you martial arts skills? It might. Like, I don't know. I've never tried it. I've never tried it. All right, Beam. Well, if I told you that... Uh, that walking would somehow make you a Jedi Master as well. Do you think that sounds like something that would align? Uh, probably not. Probably I, I not. do have experience with nice leisurely walks, exactly. and I'm not. I'm not. I have yet to uh, hearken in on the force. Bob. Riding on a stationary bike does not make you a force of nature. Mm-hmm. Training rough and rugged like Schlegs does that makes you gas station ready. When you are deadlifting in jeans and Rocky boots. <laughs> And somehow, like, the feel of sweaty denim on your legs and crotch is somehow something Schlegs enjoys. I don't understand that because I can't really think of something that would chafe you more and rub you raw in in a quicker fashion. But that's what gas station ready is to Schlegs. Read the article in the Athletic Beam. Yeah. He'll tell you about it. He really does. We're going to get into that 7 o'clock hour. But before we do that, we're going to find out our top performers last week. We're going to check in with our man Rick Reichert and find out who is dealing next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Traffic is sponsored by Meineke Care Centers. We are watching a shutdown over in South Bloomfield, US 23 southbound. That's between Asheville and Little Walnut Road. Police on the scene are asking that you avoid the area. And a 
crash to report Westerville Road, and this is right near Ferris Road. You do need to be mindful of that as well. Is your car as road trip ready as you are? Stop by your independently owned and operated Meineke, your one-stop shop for total car care. Make an appointment today for your free road trip check at a participating location. See store for details, engines, brakes, tires, oil, Meineke, doing car care right. I'm Lena for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Attack and dominate your alarm clock. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Here on this Thursday edition of the program. 6.37 on a Thursday. You know what that means? Time to find out who's dealing. Morning Juice presents They're Dealing Sponsored by Reichert. Every single week at this time, we bring in our man, Rick Reichert from Reichert Automotive. Rick, happy Thursday, bud. What's happening? Hey, what's going on? Oh, not a whole lot, bud. Doing great. Fantastic. Studio's broken. We don't know how to fix anything here. We don't have an engineer in the building. So, you know, a little bumpy start to the day, bud. But we're all good. How's things in your world? You know, I can't help you with any of that. I'm the farthest thing from an engineer. And I would probably be doing better. But this is the first Thursday morning at this time. That the sun is barely cracking up through the sky, and I wasn't looking forward to this day. I mean, summer's kind of winding down, and man, has it gone fast. But yeah. other than that, football season around the corner. I'm pumped up. A lot going on. Yep, absolutely, buddy. Uh, the sun is up. It is shining, which is good, considering uh, our nice little hurricane that we had yesterday here in central Ohio in the early evening hours. All right, bud, we're one week away from the football season. Ohio State takes on Minnesota next week. I know you're very juiced up about that, but who's who was dealing for you this past week, Rick? Yeah, I'll tell you what, I am super juiced. I went to the practice buddy, good offensive line. Huge this year. What a what a big O line we've got, man. It's gonna be they're powerful. But I'm super pumped. It's something we talked about yesterday for a second. That headline of Joe Burrow is gonna play in a football game this weekend. And just seeing that, and it just feels like you know, his injury was not as long ago as it was. It feels like that was just a couple months ago. And and the fact that he's coming back and he's gonna be on a football field just has me pumped, has me pumped for Bengals fans. I think that they're dealing player of the week are all the Bengals fans out there, man, you know, get, getting, getting Joe back on the field. Um, and on the same thing Sunday, Formula One's back. We got their little summer break over. I'm kind of a newer F1 fan. I'm not used to this whole summer break thing, and it's annoying because summer's <laughs> racing in America. So we got to talk to those Europeans about that. But other than that, man, let's go Bucks. Let's get on the field. Let's get the – come on. The crew got to get some momentum back. Let's get a win here Friday night and see what's going on. Yeah, Rick. I, well, I agree with you, Rick. Man, it's uh, the Buckeye offensive line is massive, and I saw you know wow. pictures of you being over there. It's it is. I try to tell people like there is no small guys, and like even in the two deep, like they have recruited some monster dudes that can move, really athletic. So you know whoever's playing quarterback, you know C.J. Stroud back there should be in a pretty good spot because they'll be able to run the ball and should be able to give him ample protection. The biggest problem is it might be tough to find lanes to throw between them because they're so tall. It's like they block out the sun. And definitely yeah. Juice Vampire Rick, I was not waiting at all for this day when, you know, it's six thirty. Usually the sun's up. Heck, it was cracking at five forty five, five fifty sometimes, and now we're going to be in perpetual darkness, it seems like, for the next six months as that slowly comes and then we get daylight savings time hitting here you know, at the end of October, what has me juiced? And this is something that's kind of been a slow build. Um, not the biggest baseball guy in the world, but you know what? We're getting here right towards the end of uh, August. 
The guy's going to be 38 in a couple of months, and he's had a career year for him, a resurgence, if you will. He's sitting just outside the top 10 in home runs. I believe he's hit 28. If he hits 29, he'll be right there in the top 10 this year. And that is for Beamer's Red Legs, Mr. Joey Votto. Yeah. He's been on a tear for the last month. You know, it's cooled off a little bit lately, but sitting there with 28 home runs at 37, he'll be 38 years old, which I could not believe. He is my age, Beam. <laughs> it's unbelievable that he's still playing the game. And so that's kind of who's got me juiced. Summer Achievement Award, especially here over the last month. So uh, Joey Votto, his performance got me juiced up, Beam. Who is your who is your juice bringer here? Yeah, I tell you what, man, Joey Votto still bangs, and uh, he's pretty unbelievable. Career resurgence year from him, undoubtedly a Hall of Famer with the season that he's pouring in. Red Legs trying to stay up uh, here in the wild card. Crazy game last night out in L.A. as the Padres go down in 15 innings. But uh, I'll go with the baseball route as well, boys. Uh, so I don't know if you any of you guys have been in the Little League World Series. You know they're on during the day, so sometimes I'll just catch them on TV and you know watch a couple of innings. Uh, this kid is a much watch. His name is Gavin Weir. He's 12 years old. He's from South Dakota. He had been declared the best pitcher in the country at a young age, and Weir is living up to such bold declarations. He threw a no-hitter on Wednesday to earn Sioux Falls a 1-0 victory over Torrance, California, allowing his team to advance to the semifinals of the Little League World Series. He struck out 14 hitters, allowing zero hits and zero runs. Now, that's not even the best part of his story. The no-hitter was Weir's fourth of the tournament, dating back to the regional stage, and now a struck out a total of 114 hitters presently has only given up uh, one hit and six walks facing 132. I'm not a statistician, Rick. I'm not a sabermetric guy. I can point to that kid and say 114 strikeouts and 132 batters. Pretty damn good for me. He was dealing. No doubt. That is super legit. What a stud. Yeah, he absolutely is, man. So uh, congratulations to him as he just continues to dominate here on the baseball diamond. Buddy, big weekend coming up. We obviously have Big Ten football that's getting going. Uh, what's happening over in your neck of the woods? What do you guys got going on this weekend? You know, a little, little bit of safe. Just getting ready for some uh, football and stuff and wind down. And kids are back to school and we're winding out our back-to-school backpack drive. <clears throat> Get ready to start some marketing campaigns and Hopefully something I said was supposed to happen last weekend. We're going to get together mm. Friday or Saturday and kind of dip our toe into those NIL waters. And I'll hopefully get to talk about that next week. So, Absolutely, buddy. The long tease. You know what? You've got your uh, you've got your radio host down. The long tease is what we call it here in the business. And you hit that <laughs> like the nail on the head. Rick, always appreciate it, my friend. We'll chat again next week, okay? Thanks. Have a great weekend. You too. There he goes. Our man Rick Riker joins us every single week at this time. Find out who is dealing. He's going with Joe Burrow and the Bengals fans. Pretty good. Joey B going to get some action upcoming this weekend. We're going to head to the National Landscape. We'll throw some quick hitters coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. a fine line between intensity and insanity. We don't know which side this show is on. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this Thursday edition of the program. Right now, time to throw some quick hitters. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5GT Mobile Network. Aw, Sharky, it's a Thursday. Well, bumpy start to the show Mm. this morning, one day away from your beloved weekend. And uh, let's listen to our daily schlegel list. That's not this time yet. 
It's you're an hour early on that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Let's get it together, shark. I am. Yeah, I'm a little frazzled <laughs> over here. This shark, morning. it's okay. Uh, you know what? We're gonna get through the show. We'll be all right. You can have your shot of tequila here coming up at seven o'clock. I know that we don't <laughs> usually allow it to do before eight, but that, we're gonna give you a years early. Yeah, today. that has me juiced an hour early. A mm. shot of tequila. Nick Castellanos having a really good season for the Reds, batting three eighteen, twenty two homers, seventy RBIs, despite missing about three weeks. He was an all-star this year, but his days in Cincinnati may be over after this season. Still has two years and $34 million left on his contract, but those are option years, and the option belongs to Castellanos mm-hmm. so, uh, instead of the team. And uh, Beamer, I fear that he will opt out at the end of the season. Yeah, I do too, and I think this is uh, every Reds fan's uh, you know, lo- long nightmares coming coming to uh, fruition here because, I mean, that guy is so good. He has ingratiated himself down to the city of Cincinnati. He is amazing, but uh, his, his option is two years 34 million, Bob, so it's an AAV of 17 a year. Uh, it's just, it would be ridiculous for him to play on that contract he's obviously one of the best hitters in major league baseball he's got the power to go alongside of it and any city that he goes to people love him I mean, they loved him in detroit they loved him in chicago and now they're loving him in cincinnati uh i would be foolish to say that the reds have an opportunity to keep him along but they're not going to have the payroll to be able to pay for him so uh it sucks to say you have to be realistic about the situation but he'll end up going to the dodgers or the yankees or somewhere and making a buttload more money uh than he is currently in cincinnati well as good as he is playing now how, how old is he shark uh, I believe he's late 20s, Bob. Late 20s. I mean, so he's going to probably garner one of those massive, you know, I don't know if they're going to do those 8 to 10 year deals anymore. But, I mean, you look at, you know, the Joey Votto situation right now. And granted, he's had a great year, but you look at the last three years. When you get into these situations, we have a guy who has an unbelievable year. And you want to keep him. I understand that. He's played really well. But if you give him, so, you know, a, a deal that's almost worth a decade, what is he giving you on the back end of that? And right now, if you didn't have Votto, maybe you could re-sign him. But you know what? They've just been hemorrhaging cash for a while. The Reds are cheap. They're not, they they could probably do it if they really wanted to. Uh, but they're more concerned about turning a profit than winning games. New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley expected to sit out practice this week, but will be able to participate in some team drills, which is a good sign in his recovery from the torn ACL he suffered more than 11 months ago. So, Bob, there is still a glimmer of hope that Barkley can be ready for the Giants opener. You know, I thought he'd be ready for the start of training camp. And everybody everybody uh, heals at their own pace and returns to their own pace. You see guys come back six, seven, eight months. Usually they say years when you really start to feel good again. I don't know if this some they're just really being extra cautious, and maybe that's the case. But they need him back there to help their young quarterback. Like, you can't put... Daniel Jones in a situation where you don't have him again for an extended period of time this season. Saquon Barkley's talented, he's very elite, but he needs to be on the field, and it's tough to help your team when you're not out on the field. And I would say you can't make the club in the tub, but he's making, he'll be on the team this year for sure. He just needs to be out there contributing. Yeah, he absolutely will be, Bob. Uh, I think it's a pretty big year for Saquon Barkley, actually. I mean, we know that he is just a total game-breaker when it comes to playing for the Giants, and he is one of the very few weapons uh, that's one of the most elite in the NFL that they possess. And so this kind of goes hand-in-hand, does it not? I mean, we know that Dan Jones is in for a big year, obviously for the future with the club for him. Saquon Barkley, no doubt, is kind of in that same situation, but you just didn't get to see him 
stadium at all last year. And so this is the unknown, man. This is the unknown chartered waters that we're going into where you're not really sure what he is going to give you. I mean, running backs, they have one of these injuries, Bob. You're not necessarily uh, confident in them coming back. But, I mean, the way that Saquon Barkley's built really doesn't give you any inclination that he's going to have a down year. But it's still, you're moving into those uncharted waters. And if I was a Giants fan, I'd be pretty nervous about this upcoming season for him. I think uh, Tony Finau may be my favorite golfer in the world now. You love him. Uh, Isn't this well, amazing? I, uh, <laughs> this, is, this is an unbelievable story because if you've ever watched Tony Finau, you know that he is uh, he's not a skeleton, but he is pretty darn thin and mm-hmm. in shape. Well, he he's wanted, bigger than he weighs like 225, Shark. Does he really? Yeah, he's, what? Taller, he's taller than me. He's a broad dude. Those Islanders are dense, man. Like I had a conversation. Thick with two C's. He's thick with two C's. And I forget <laughs> who he's related to, but is it Troy Polamalu or someone like that? He's related to someone who plays in the NFL who was a very, very good player. Well, anyway, he looks pretty thin, but after he won the Northern Trust there in New Jersey on Sunday and moved to the top of the FedEx Cup standings, uh, just his second win on the PGA Tour. Uh, he celebrated. Tony Finau celebrated. He's, you know, he's right there outside Manhattan, so he probably went into the city, went to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse for a big steak dinner. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever been to Ruth's Chris, you you usually get filled up. Left the restaurant around eleven o'clock at night, and then couldn't sleep. So he went to McDonald's at three in the morning, <laughs> and he didn't just go there for a, a few fries. Nope, he had a Big Mac, a double quarter pounder with cheese. 10-piece chicken nuggets, large fry, (laughs) and an Oreo McFlurry to cap it off. Uh, Man after my own heart. That sounds pretty amazing, man. Congratulations to Tony Finau. the first time in over five years he actually won on the PGA Tour, doing it in stunning fashion. A barrage of birdies on the back nine. Bob, you have a nice steak dinner. You know what? That really didn't fill me up. What's better than a 3 o'clock in the morning McDonald's run? To your point, he is the cousin of NBA basketball player Jabari Parker, Bob, and former NFL defensive tackle Haloti Nye. Yeah. Okay. So even thicker than Troy Palomalu, Haloti Nada, one of the largest, most athletic humans ever. He might not be 225, but he he's a big dude. I'm telling you, I've got a picture of him with Rothman. He came on with us at the memorial back when Rothman always likes to scout the up and comers. Oh, sure. Five I remember years you ago. guys having him on. I mean, literally, I think he was coming off of the win in Puerto Rico. Yeah, he like juggles, uh, like juggles like knives and stuff too. I want to say like, he's very, very talented. Super. Also snapped dude. his ankle in half in the par three contest at the Masters. Yeah, you remember then, that? Then tried to keep playing on it. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, it was. Na- and I think he was actually like pretty. Cl- I think he was a top five, top ten in the leaderboard, and unfortunately had to withdraw just because it was too much pain. Brace it up. Let's go. But I love Tony Fee. Uh, Fee now, like great player, great dude. Um, that's an awesome story, though, man. Crushing some some Mac, Mickey D's late night. Good do you think Schlegs was with him? I know he has a tendency to do that as well. Yeah, Schlegs would have wanted to get like some Rooster's wings and do the full like dip where you submerge the wing completely in the ranch. Like it's it's pretty disgusting. That's <laughs> amazing. Anyways, congratulations to Tony Finau. Living the high life, man. Going to get a nice steak dinner and then following it up, of course, with an Oreo uh, McFlurry. Sounds pretty good. Congratulations to him. We'll get you caught up with everything that's going on in the sports world as we hit you with the re-rack. Hour number two of the program on on the way next, Anthony Schlegel hits the big time. Nice little piece done about him in the athletic. Give you some of the most notable quotes out of that. And we got a couple of starting quarterbacks to tell you in the NFL, officially named yesterday. Get into that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Traffic is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. We continue to watch the shutdown along US 23 southbound. This is between Asheville 
And Little Walnut, police are asking that you avoid the area to try and find another route as they continue to clear out that situation. And a wreck over in Franklin, Westerville Road, right near Ferris. That's another fender bender that is causing some minor slowdowns. Good News Ohio, Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe, Safe Auto. I'm Lena for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Get up, then get fired up. This is good. Get your hip flexors going, inner thigh, everything. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice, right here on The Fan. Hour number two of the program for us on a Thursday. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Hopefully everybody's having a great start to their morning, unlike we are. Can't fix anything in the studio, Bob. It's all good. It's fine. Set and sail. Sounded like we're in a fishbowl. Had our man Eric Reeser, who's producing 9 to Noon, uh, come in. He's like, yeah, buddy, you uh, kind of sound like you're in a tunnel. I'm like, I'm aware. We just have no idea how to fix anything that's going on. So hopefully you're having a better start to your day than we are. If you'd like to follow along for the fun on Twitter, you can always interact with us at MorningJuice971. All the fun things we talk about, all the cool people that we talk to, you can find it right there. 635, our man Rick Reichert, he joined the program, found out who was dealing to Rick, going with Joe Burrow and the Bengals fans. He's going to be in action. We'll talk about that coming up here a little bit later in the program. You can follow along the general on Twitter at bcarp3. I am there at brandonbeam971. And our man, Mark the Shark, who tried to do our schlegelism an hour early, he is on Twitter at Shark on Sports. And uh, your platter for today, coming up here at 735, about 30 minutes from now, our man who covers the Jags for ESPN, Mike DiRocco, he's going to join the program. New starter down there in Jacksonville. What are the expectations for number 16, Trevor Lawrence and the Cats? down in Duval. We'll check in with Mike DiRocco coming up here at 7.35, about 30 minutes, or excuse me, an hour and a half from now. Our man from Letterman Road, Jeremy Birmingham, he's going to join the program. We will talk some Buckeyes with him. Again, if you miss any of those, at Morning Juice 971 on Twitter is where you can follow along. Right now, time for a re-rack. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, the best selection of pool tables and the best service in Central Ohio. Brewers Take down the red legs last night, four to one in that. Like Shark mentioned in the update, their chances at the NL Central have basically vanished, so they're not even playing for a division crown anymore, but they still are chasing that wild card spot. Tribe beat the Rangers last night, seven to two. Crazy one last night between the Dodgers and the Padres. If you were scoreboard watching for that last spot in the NL wild card, Dodgers, or excuse me, Padres still find themselves one game back of the Reds right now. It was a 15 inning game, Bob. Mm. It was one to one when they went into extras. Uh, nobody scored until the 14th inning. The Dodgers put two on the board and the Padres followed suit, putting two on the board. Uh, and then the Dodgers broke open the lead here in the 15th inning. They get things done five to three. So the Padres just continue to have struggles. Red struggling right now as well with that series up in Milwaukee. But hey, man, take them how you can get them. Padres struggling. I'll take that every day of the week as a Reds fan. What? So when you lose, but the team you're going, you're ch- that's chasing you loses too. Is that, yeah, is that good? Hey, would you rather win and have them win, or you lose and they lose too? Uh, I would rather have neither. <laughs> I'd rather have the Reds win and the Padres lose in the uh, in the ideal world, Bob. But if you're having to give me one, I'd go with the win. Both teams win. I feel like that would be a little bit better. That way, the sneaky Cardinals don't you know wind up biting you in the ass towards the end of the season because yeah. they're only three and a half games back as well. No one likes to get bitten by a Cardinal. 
I mean, no. that, that's when, you ever been attacked by a bird, by the way? No, birds know better than attacked me, being Like, they're, they're not. <laughs> birds aren't messing with me, man. <laughs> I mean, we used to, we had that hawk that, like, sometimes resides in our in our uh, pine trees. Like, mm-hmm. we're, I'm friends, dude. Maybe that's because I'm friends with AJ Hawk. So, like, the Ooh. birds kind of know that I'm friends with the bird man. And so, since he, like, speaks to them, that he's putting me on good terms with all of them. So, they're here to protect me, and they're here to help, as opposed to, like, Run me off. Now, what I will say is that when my kids go fishing, my son, you know, when you go fishing, you get usually kids use worms as bait. Yeah. You know? I use worms as bait, too. Yeah. I mean, it's easy. Sometimes you have your whole tackle box with lures and everything. But yeah, when you're a that's kid, too much. Yeah. You're a kid using worms. Get a bobber out there. Just go out and have some fun. Catch a couple of bluegill. Have a good time. Yeah. So you f- usually you flip rocks over some, find some soft, dark dirt, get some, dig some worms out of there, throw them in a little cup, a tin can, and call it a day. Well, what my son Cullen would do, when it rains, the birds come out and they're like pecking in the ground. You're like, what are they doing? They're pulling the worms out. And so my son would wait till it would rain. He would watch the birds. And as he would see them pull a worm out, he would run at them. <laughs> and then the bird would fly off and then he'd just steal their worm. That's a pretty, like, a pretty intuitive strategy It there. really was. He thought it up when he was, I mean, he's eight now. This is probably two or three years ago. He's probably five, almost six. Like, what are you doing? He goes, why should I do that? I'll just let the birds do all the work. And Same kid as the milk delivery? Same kid as the okay, milk delivery. Okay, he's innovative. We got to watch out for him. I mean, I'm like, that's, that's pretty ingenious. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'm Why do the work flipping the rocks over when I can have the birds yeah, do it for me? Birds will dig them out of the ground. I'll just come and reap their spoils from them. Like, why, why kill the, why kill the antelope when I can just be one of the hyenas and come up here and steal it from someone afterwards? Like, no need to be the hunter. I'll just be the scavenger. So I'm like, all right, like I respect that methodology. So, but going back to the whole bird thing, no beam, no, no bird attacks for me. Uh, very friendly with our uh, winged counterparts. Uh, so the craziest thing happened to me, and I just remember uh, going to Cedar Point as a young lad, Bob. And I don't remember how old I was, maybe seven or eight at the time. And we were back towards the the end of the park. If you ever been there, like towards the the big wooden roller coaster, towards like the the near near the end. And so I forget what we were doing. I mean, hanging out, having a good time. And so we're we're you were at Cedar Point, you said? Yeah, and we were at Cedar Point. We you would go all the way to Cedar Point when you. You lived like oh sure i mean it was big yeah we would we would drive all over the place to go to amusement parks it was the thing to do i know it's good but i didn't go to cedar point i went to cedar point once i've been to king's island like 30 times just because it was so much closer yeah so we went we obviously lived in dayton so we were only about 40 minutes away from king's island had the passes and everything so uh we were at cedar point one time and my stepdad um he bob i don't we were walking along and so i don't know if a robin had an egg nest somewhere you know near him but this robin swooped down and attacked my stepdad like on the head was like pecking him and my mom and i thought it was the funniest thing in the entire world so what we actually did uh is we got some soft drinks you know had a nice little lunch and we part Wait, yeah some soft drinks what yeah are you 90 like you got some pops yeah we got some pops but i was eight <laughs> years old i wasn't gonna have a beer yet i mean yeah, maybe but- maybe my stepdad would allow me but yeah we got some soft drinks it was fantastic why are you calling it a soft drink dude? i don't know that's what it is that's what it's called it's called a soft drink a it was couple, on draft a couple of sodas you know like <laughs> go to the ice cream social I mean, I've been fortunate. I've lived in a lot of different regions of the country, mm-hmm. so I've heard people use their different terms in those different regions as what they refer to as, you know, 
quote, soda pop, mm-hmm. if you will. Because in the Midwest, man, it's, it's just pop. It's give me a pop. In yep. the South, it's give me a Coke. And I'm like, what do you mean? You like, know, El Paso, Texas, give me a Dr. Pepper is basically the equivalent of giving me, yeah. giving me a, a pop. Because Dr. Pepper's huge in Texas. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'll take a Dr. Pepper. And they're like, all right, here's what we have. I'm yeah, like, <laughs> I'll take a Coke. Well, okay. Dr. Pepper was, was its own thing. Was it? So, yeah, is that not different? Okay, I guess that's what, what we're going to say. So. You saying soft drinks, like, (laughs) from a kid that grew up in Dayton, Ohio, for heaven's sake, like, come on now. I had to listen to that nonsense in other places where I live. Like, when I come to Ohio, grab me a pop. Like, everybody here knows their title. Go to the fridge, not the icebox. We're not in New England. Yeah, that's psychotic to call it an icebox. It's a Jersey thing. You know why? Because you used to have to actually put a big cue ice in it to keep it cold. But that was like 70 years ago. So we don't have to do that anymore. We also don't deliver milk to the house anymore. <laughs> well, not okay? according, according to your son, you well, do. Well, you know what? Everybody could use some... He goes, hey, you know, when you put milk in your in your cereal, you put milk in your coffee. Like, what if you're out in the morning? You make a delivery. <laughs> Call in the night before. We'll deliver it to you right to your doorstep. Hey, sounds great. Everything else, I'm like, you know what? Like, that's what Jeff Bezos said. Hey, hey why would you want to deliver milk? I could just go to the store. Yeah, but... Why do I really need to go to the store if I could just deliver it right to you? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a great true. idea. You invented bring, the milkman. Bring me everything that I have that I need to my house so I no longer have to leave. We can become like, you know, full vegetables. We'll grow like roots into our home and never leave. It's like uh, the movie Idiocracy, Bob. Just, oh, you know, gosh. you'll never have to leave your house. That's what we're trending towards. Idiocracy. The beginning of that, when they talk about like the breeding and the family trees and everything is so amazing. That's what our that's what we've become though by the way. Yeah. We have our our reality has started to emulate art in in different situations like that. Stuff that we thought was so far-fetched mm-hmm. and out of control that you the people put it together like 20 years ago. Now we are living in that paradigm. I just can't wait until we get to like Ready Player One status where we're all just hooked into virtual reality and then subsequently that becomes the matrix. Like limitless, we all start taking pills sure. and just like you're crazy and be able to do crazy things. Yeah, Sounds I mean, great. we're trending towards that. It's going to be amazing. So we're having a couple of soft drinks at Cedar Point. And um, and so we, we sit down, and this Robin Bob just continued to attack anybody who walked by. So that's why um, I have never had a personal experience with being attacked. Him? No, of course not. We sat there and watched other people get attacked and laughed our asses off. Someone should have hit him with something and, and ended his reign of terror. <laughs> Man, up, you know, dude. we actually thought that he may have been a part of the attractions at Cedar oh, Point. Geez. We're like, oh, maybe they're doing something here. Like, are you you know, are we caught on hidden camera? I don't know, but it was uh, it was pretty amazing. So there was also, speaking of amazing, there was a great article that was done by Andy Staples of The Athletic talking about our man, Anthony Schlegel, right? And his journey, of course, from having his business here in Central Ohio, from being a strength coach at Ohio State to coming on our show and hosting with us for a few months. And so here's what it says. It starts off, it said, you can take the man off sports talk radio, but the hot takes don't suddenly stop hot flowing takes. because he's gone back to his old job. It's late June and Anthony Schlegel is in Jacksonville where he suddenly found himself earlier this year as Jags head strength and conditioning coach. There is no one to train for a few minutes on this on this early morning. So Schlegel on the phone and on the air with his old co-workers at the fan back in Columbus. Schlegel is a strength coach turned entrepreneur turned morning drive host and even though he's now a strength coach again he still on rare occasions calls in to offer a few thoughts and the news of the day on this particular Major League Baseball has allowed teams to ask umpires to check pitchers for sicky substances. Uh, this has resulted in several pitchers being asked to drop their pants in front of full stadiums. Here was the here was the quote from our man. Max Scherzer should have just taken off all of his clothes and just picked it, p- pitched in his jock no, strap. Uh, Max Scherzer 
should have sat there and taken off all of his clothes and just fished in his jock strap. <laughs> exactly. Kind of like Harry Carey, but I mean, that's kind of But kind of drunk and drunk. more with sand in your voice. Strained voice, sand in there, and huge dramatic pauses. That's he, he goes, see what you did? I just struck out three, three aside in the jock strap. Schlegel says, imagining himself as a pantsless Scherzer. Everybody saw my butt crack and all this stuff. <laughs> you guys <laughs> didn't want to see that, but you're welcome for the show. And I just struck uh, out three mo, which is an unbelievable Schlegelism. And he goes, uh, Andy writes, Schlegel sounds if he shotgun 15 cans of Monster, which is pretty much what he sounds Sounds like all the time. He's adrenaline in human form, which was the secondary reason he was perfect for morning radio. The primary reason he's like that at 6 a.m. and few humans are capable of being excited about being at work that hour. These two qualifications, by the way, are ideal for strength coaches. And they go on, Bob, and they talk about, you know, his journey, obviously, down to Jacksonville uh, and the day that he found out he would be leaving us and going on to bigger, greener pastures and working with Urban Meyer and the Jags. It's really an unbelievable story, man. I'm so thrilled for the man. We get to talk to him all the time i know he's your best friend uh but as we follow the jacksonville jaguars there's nobody more i'm cheering in this life for anthony schlegel man he is unbelievable yeah absolutely i mean i saw that and like there's quotes in there from aj and i and some of uh, i believe he has dj shark quoting him about getting bumpy and all this <laughs> this crazy stuff i'm just reading this like this is unbelievable by the way all that stuff in there about schlegs being adrenaline in human human form that's true but schlegs is also He's like a roller coaster beam. Mm-hmm. You have to get him to the top of that mo- mountain in the morning. And sometimes that's like trying to push a rope uphill. I want you to just visualize that. The nice little flaccid rope as you're at one end trying to push it, not pull it up a mm-hmm. hill, push it. That's like Schlegs when it's still on our morning, our morning yeah. show sheet, the break glass line. Because- so it was funny because I shared that with Tim yesterday. And the first thing he asked me, he goes, what in the world is the break glass line? And I'm like, well, don't you even worry about that. We just keep it on there and it's an homage to Anthony Schlegel. Yeah, when we called, I joked with you, like, how long was it going to take before Schlegs showed up late or mm-hmm. missed, missed work? Because... It used to happen with our workouts and all the, the time. And you know what? The one time that it did happen, Bob, you were off that day, and it was just me and Anthony. It was, and it was unbelievable. I'll never forget that. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. I, I said, turn it on. I'm like, it's like 6.30. I'm like, okay, it's a lot of beam, a lot of beam, a lot of beam. Um, Schlegs ever going to hop in here? And I'm like, and then you're like, yeah, we're still trying to travel. I'm like, oh, no. It's like <laughs> 6.25. And so I jump on. I text him, like, obviously his phone's dead. And I was like, Courtney, go text Stephanie right now. And that is the break glass line. His wife's phone, which is always charged safely at night because he's not... So he's like, I was playing Scrabble or something. I was playing a euchre on my phone before I was laying down for bed, and then I kept it on, fell asleep, and the, drained my battery. The, exactly. The, well, but here's the other part of it. Schlegs has multiple excuses that don't align with each other. He's like, you know, my I forgot to set my alarm, and then my my phone was dead. And like, <laughs> Well, even if you did set your alarm, it wouldn't have mattered. Exactly. Dad. That's the point. In all of it, I'm like... If you forgot to set your alarm, why does that matter if your phone wouldn't turn on? Why don't you plug it in like an adult? Well, bro, I like to, I like to, you know, relax before bed by staring at this blue LED screen that just is going to completely stimulate my brain and, and play dominoes or Scrabble beforehand. And then it just fell asleep on my chest. Like, was it dead when you went to sleep? Like, no, but it was, uh, why didn't you put it on the charge? I don't know, bro. It's like, Schlegs, there's a multi, there's a multi-level breakdown that led you to that point. I used to deal with this with Rothbard all the time. He'd be charging his phone at like at 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, you know what I do when I go to bed? My phone and I are on the same sleep schedule. Yep. 
I'm not going to use you. Boom. You're going to charge. We're going to charge up together. Charge our collective batteries. Charge it to winning. Charge it to winning, which I always had that shirt on, by the way, yesterday. Charge it to winning, Schlegs. But you know what, Schlegs? My charger's too short. Hey, let me tell you this, buddy. Uh, your boy Jeff Bezos, you go on Amazon, then get you like a 20 foot charger so you can have it plugged in to your wall and still be in your bed playing dominoes. So then when you fall asleep, you're not fart sacking all morning, laying there with your dead phone on your chest. I mean, that's really unbelievable. They do have things now, Bob, portable chargers. Maybe we can uh, get one of those for him uh, for, for Christmas for Schlegs. I think that would be a pretty good, nice, little, nice little present for who's him. Who's in charge of him making sure that he's awake and there and ready to go Ooh. in Jacksonville? He's got to have a guy for that. It might be Stamper, Ryan yeah. Stamper. It has to be Stamp because I don't know anybody else you could put in charge. Of. Maybe one of his assistant coaches in the strength coach that he trusts a ton. Like, hey, if I'm not here by you know 545, just call me. You know, and keep calling. And, or just come over to my house and, and knock on the door. Yeah, exactly. Break in the window. Just come and get me if I'm not if I'm not there. Here you so. go playing those damn dominoes again. So anyways, it's a great piece by Andy Staples. I would highly recommend it on The Athletic. A nice little uh, in-depth dive with our man down there and Duval and the successes that he's having so far in the offseason. Speaking of the Jaguars, they have a new starting quarterback. So do the Broncos. Get into that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Traffic is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Good morning to you once again. That earlier shutdown along US 23 southbound between Asheville and Little Walnut has been cleared. Roads back up and running. You should be good to go. But we picked up a couple of problem spots. State Route 161 eastbound at Beach. ODOT is reporting on a crash out there. A collision also. Hague, and this is at Lowell that police are working to clear. And Westerville, this is right near Ferris. That earlier crash also being dealt with. Add a minute or two into your commute time. Good news, Ohio Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or call 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe, Safe Auto. I'm Lena for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. There's no better way to start your morning. Well, there's one way, but Beamer isn't legally allowed to do that anymore. Morning juice. Morning juice. Right here on the fam. Brady Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Here on this Thursday edition of the program, we hear our morning juice brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can visit them online at feelgreatcolumbus.com. General, you're very familiar with the people over there. Oh, they're fantastic. And Beam, I'm starting to travel a lot. Got a bunch of things going on mm-hmm. this year. Football season is incredibly busy. I love to work out. I've got four kids. There's a lot of things going on. So I enjoy feeling good, having energy, being juiced up, getting a good night's sleep. Go see my guys at Affinity. You can sit down, decide, have a meeting if hormone replacement therapy is right for you. Then you go to the next step. You get a blood Work up, you meet with the doctor, you drop in the fact that you that you heard it from me. It's 99 bucks. They'll tailor something directly to your needs. They ship it to your door. So you're not going to the doctor each and every week. No one wants to do that nonsense. You can administer your therapy right at home. It will change the way you feel. It'll change the way that your body looks. It's, there's a lot of huge, great benefits. And so head to feelgreatcolumbus.com. Check them out. Go meet them there. They got a great office here in Dublin and a very, very 
kind staff that will tailor it to your personal needs, Bean. That's feelgreatcolumbus.com with my guys at Affinity. All right, so not really surprising news. Trevor Lawrence was named as the starter down there in Jacksonville for week number one. Uh, did you believe at all that that was a quarterback contest between him and Gardner Minshew? Because a couple of weeks ago when we talked to Mike DiRocco of ESPN, and we're going to check in with him here coming up in our next segment. He's like, nope, Urban Meyer wouldn't be able to walk home, wouldn't be able to go home if uh, they named Gardner Minshew the starting quarterback down there. So not really surprising at all, Bob, the number one pick in the draft highly coveted trevor lawrence is going to get the week one nod down there in jacksonville well and now uh gardner Minshew can take a take a deuce again because mm-hmm. he stopped t- dropping deuces because he said number two wasn't an option for him during this whole time and so here's the thing that urban was going to be faced with the fact that he had the number one overall pick in trevor lawrence who everyone understood was going to be the presumptive starter and the fact that he's trying to balance that with saying hey we're all about competitive excellence right here, and we want to make certain that everybody is competing for every single spot on the roster. And so, being that's hard to kind of balance those two things when you sit here and say that every job is up for grabs, but you're going to name a guy a starter early on in the process. So that's what he was trying to you know, work around and trying to make sure that he was going to avoid to where it didn't look like something was set in stone. Everybody knew it, mm-hmm. but we're just not going to announce it yet. So he's announcing heading in into the final preseason game. It makes a lot of sense, but they need to get that offense going more than anything else because it is... uh it has been bumpy to say the least with what they've been able to do. Yeah, it certainly has, man. A couple of games in the preseason hasn't looked great down there in Jacksonville. We were talking about it yesterday, Bob, when you were out. Uh, unfortunate news for them. Now they're going to be missing Travis Etienne uh, for a th- throughout the entirety of the year. It was the Liz Frank injury. He is gone for the year, but I guess luckily for them, they have the diamond in the rough, James Robinson, to be able to kind of, I guess, be the bell cow back down there. They wanted that two-headed monster. They were going to put Etienne in different situations, maybe throw him out at wideout, a la Le'Veon Bell out there in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh uh, when he was doing his thing, but that's not going to be there, and Trevor Lawrence is not going to have that comfortability factor this year, having his safety net of his uh, his his guy from Clemson next to him. Yeah, it's it's a brutal loss, and the midfoot thing immediately your your ears perk up because it could be a variety, it could be a couple weeks, mm-hmm. it could be something you play through, and then all of a sudden the, the back end of that that what actually transpired that you didn't want to see more than else is the dread Liz Frank's brain, so. He's going to be out now for a year, and you hope that he comes back because this is something that... That's a gnarly injury. Well, the blood flow to your foot is the biggest problem, and so it's tough to heal something if it's not getting adequate circulation. So they'll do as much as they can to try to promote that. You know, They'll do as much as they can to rehab it and put him in a good spot, but still, like it's something that's very, very difficult to sit there and predict how long it's going to take to heal and how well it'll heal. Sometimes you can come back to 100%. Other times, guys lose a little bit of what made them special. And Travis Etienne, very special athlete, a guy that they expected to be a huge part of this offense, a guy that was going to be kind of a swing player between running back and receiver. You know, a la everybody talks about the Percy Harvin-ish player. Mm-hmm. And so they needed that guy, and they probably don't have another guy like They don't have another guy like that on their roster. So they're going to have to be making some big changes to what they want to do this season. So another starting quarterback to tell you about out in Denver, Bob. This one surprised me a little bit. Teddy Bridgewater is going to get the nod over Drew Locke to start the season. We know that they sent a 2021 six-round pick to Carolina in exchange for Bridgewater back in April. We thought this could possibly you know, be a bridge guy, backup guy. I remember at that point in time, they were in the running for Aaron Rodgers. Wasn't necessarily sure how that was going to pan out for them. I'm pretty surprised they're going with Teddy Bridgewater uh, and not currently going with the man who's driving 300 miles an hour down the freeway with a blindfold on and Drew Locke. So this is uh, 
This is, I think, something that Denver didn't want to have happen. Mm-hmm. They brought in Teddy Bridgewater for competition, thought, hey, he's your safety net. Worst case, we can play him. But ideally, we'd like to play the guy that we drafted uh, in the second round who had tons of talent to come in here and be our guy. And unfortunately, it didn't materialize like that. And he, Drew Locke proved to have you know, too low of a floor and wasn't able to hit his ceiling consistently enough. And Teddy Bridgewater, I, you know, Joker, he's like the black Andy Dalton. Him and Andy Dalton, two sides of the same coin. You know, they're they're decently athletic. They can move enough to buy time in the pocket. They can make a couple plays with their feet. They're not statues, but they're, don't confuse them with, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, by any stretch, or Aaron Rodgers can go out there and make a lot of plays with their legs, but they can do enough. They have good arms, not great arms, pretty accurate, but they rely on their brains and their ability to survey the, survey the field and not make the bad decision. And so Denver feels like, hey, I guess we've got some pretty elite weapons on the outside. Mm-hmm. We have a pretty good defense. We'll roll with Teddy B, and he's going to be a guy. I just don't think you can beat Kansas City with Teddy Bridgewater. I think you need more explosion on offense. He's good enough, I think, to potentially get you to the playoffs, but I don't think you'll be able to make any noise if he's your guy. I think he's good enough to save Vic Fangio's job, and I don't know if that's what this is about, Bob, but you look at his record. He's 12-20 and 20 in his first two seasons in Denver. It's a win-now team, of course, and so I think this is a safe, smart play from Vic Fangio and where they are going right now. You can always, I guess, go back to the well in Drew Locke and see what he has uh, to give you, but right now they feel like Teddy B's the guy to lead them to greatness out there in Denver. Our guy from down in Duval, Mike DiRocco, he covers the Jags for ESPN. He's going to join us next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Traffic is sponsored by Molina Healthcare. Got a couple of problem spots to navigate. You're on the first one. Center Lane is blocked northbound on 71 and this is at Broad Street with stop traffic from around 70. So give yourself an extra minute or two out there. State Route 161 at Beach. That's another crash that ODOT is working to clear. Hey, get Lowell. You'll find police out there working on an earlier collision. And that crash at Westerville near Ferris. Still out there. Still causing stop and go traffic on this Thursday morning. For the health care coverage you need close to home, lean on Molina Healthcare. With a Medicaid plan from Molina, you get transportation to medical appointments, Amazon Prime for three months, a 24-hour nurse advice line, and more, all at no cost. Get the most from your health plan. Visit leanonmolina.com for details. I'm Lena for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Live, local, loud, very loud. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice, right here on The Fan. We're going to be in Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this Thursday edition of the program. Right now, I'm going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Check with our man who covers the Jacksonville Jaguars for ESPN, Mike DiRocco. Mike, happy Thursday, bud. What's happening? Not much, guys. How are you today? Oh, we're doing fantastic. There was a, a nice piece done in The Athletic by Andy Staples talking about our former co-worker, Anthony Schlegel. Uh, so we read some of his memorable quotes, and each day we play our uh, our very own Schlegelism. So having a good time with that this morning, bud. Uh, you guys had a pretty big day down there yesterday, naming Trevor Lawrence the starting quarterback down there in Duval. The last time we had you on, Mike, you said that Urban Meyer wouldn't be able to find his way home if they named Gardner Minshew. So I'm guessing you're not surprised <laughs> by this decision. <laughs> No, it's probably the least surprising announcement in Jaguars history, to be honest with you. Um, look, he was always going to start. I mean, like I think we talked about before, Urban was just making him earn it. Um, and then after that preseason game the other day, um, you know, he he didn't look great, but he looked certainly 
you know, better than he did the first week. So, yeah, it was just inevitable. And, and, and I'm, I'm kind of glad that the, the suspense is over, to be honest with you. I still think that it was a mistake to not give him all the first-team reps throughout camp because I think that robs him of a little bit of experience that he could use for sure. But uh, now moving forward, he'll get all those reps. Well, it looked like he was experienced uh, this weekend at trying to avoid and elude rushers. <laughs> Any word on that offensive line about potential, potentially getting you know, the, the core of that interior linebacker, which you would think would sure it up, but they also had some problems on the edge. I mean, I guess in, how, how good do you feel about this offensive line, which was, was supposed to be one of the strengths of this team? Yeah, the interior uh, center, Brandon Linda, will be back for the opener, and left guard Andrew Norwell will be back for the opener. And, and those two guard spots in the center are really solid. I mean, they, they're not going to have problems there. Um, but it's the tackles that are just they, – they're not any better than they were last year. Juwan Taylor at right tackle and Cam Robinson at left tackle. And, and you know, we thought that Walker Little, a kid they took out of Stanford in the second round, was going to be able to push Cam Robinson for a starting job. But he hasn't really played that great either uh, in the first two preseason games. He's gotten uh, tossed around a little bit. Uh, so uh, that's a major concern, and, and they're going to have to be uh, proactive in how they deal with that in terms of you know, making sure that they call some quick throws to get the ball out. I mean, there's going to be times when Trevor's going to have to stand back there and, and wait and throw, but get some quick stuff going, use a little bit more of the RPOs. Um, you know, Irvin made a comment the other day that they, uh, they didn't use a lot of the QB runs. Uh, so I assume we're going to see a lot more of that to kind of slow down some pass rush here. But, you know, I expect them to mine the waiver wires. I mean, it, it, it's it's unrealistic to expect them to find a starting left tackle or right, a right tackle after teams make final cuts. But, you know, they can bring some guys in and maybe, who knows, maybe you, you hit on somebody that can give you a little bit more than what you have. But that to me, that's the major concern uh, on offense. Uh, you know, those tackles just have to play better or, you know, we may end up seeing Gardner Minshew because Trevor Lawrence is hurt. Talking with our man Mike DiRocco of ESPN covers the Jags here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. How big of an impact is it to lose Travis Etienne? I mean, obviously they took him in the first round. They liked what they could do. Uh, you know, you go through training camp, they were trying him out kind of at a litany of different, you know, receiving options. And I know that made big headlines that they were trying him out at receiver. But uh, you look actually on the impact of this team, Mike. How big is that going to be now that Trevor Lawrence doesn't have necessarily uh, his safety net in a in an area of familiarity with his guy that he played with at Clemson at? Yeah, I mean, it is a big loss because they were counting on him to provide some big plays. I mean, this team did not make any big plays last year. Runs of 20 or more yards or catches of 30 or more yards, they had just 16 last year, which was last in the NFL. So the idea, obviously, was to get Travis Etienne out on the edge, get a matchup issue, whether that's with a linebacker or a safety, and try to exploit it, get him the ball in space and let him use his uh, wiggle and, and speed and go. And that they really don't have anybody on the roster right now that is that that has that skill set. I mean, Philip Dorsett is a guy that can really run, but he's not like Travis Etienne in terms of the elusiveness. Uh, maybe Tavon Austin, who they brought in, but, man, it's going to be tough for him to make the roster unless this opens the door for him and they, they keep seven receivers and kind of use Austin in that same role but you know it's hard in the nfl you guys know you can't have 12 10 play drives all the time to score you need some of those big plays to to kind of help things out so it's going to be a major loss and you know it's obviously going to mean more work for james robinson 
um, you know, he's going to have to absorb some of the carries that they were going to give ETN. But, you know, he doesn't have that blazing speed, that breakaway speed. So, it, uh, you know, I think they're pretty confident in the receivers overall. So, I guess, you know, from that standpoint, maybe they'll be able to absorb some of, you know, the targets there with LaVisca Chenault and move him around a little bit. But it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of compensate because he was going to be a big part of this offense. Absolutely was. And, you know, he was going to be, like you said, that versatile part and potentially – you know, that home run threat that they have been seeking. And so if you don't have a, a game breaker, I mean, you, tr- you try your best to try to scheme it up. I know it's the preseason. Jags have looked very vanilla, and you can see some of the pain in Urban's face during the sideline <laughs> of those games. I know that they've held some held some things back, obviously, but, you know, how, did, how has, like, Urban kind of been feeling when talking to the media about this offense, and not just the players, but schematically what they're trying to do and how much they possibly have left in the bag that they haven't shown everybody. Well, after the first preseason game, he told us, he's like, I I don't understand why we hold stuff back. He's like, the the coaches are telling me we have to hold stuff back. And Urban's like, why? I don't don't know why we need to do that. Because these games Um, don't count, Urban. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. Uh, The the preseason game is a little bit of a different concept for him to deal with. But, uh, you know, look, the offense hasn't had much rhythm at all um and they haven't been able to run the ball and urban told the monday night football crew that yeah we don't have an offensive identity yet and that's really not a good thing to to hear when you're two weeks or three weeks away from the season opener um i think urban would love to go faster and he would love some tempo and i think he would love some more spread concepts in there than what daryl bevel uh, would probably like to do. So I think this offense is going to be one that evolves throughout the whole season, and we may see Urban a little bit more involved than maybe we originally thought, um, especially if that offensive line and those tackles don't play particularly well. Um, but they've got to be able to run the ball. Yeah, that's, that's the bottom line. And, and, and if they're not able to do that, then the teams are just going to tee off on Trevor Lawrence. But when Trevor went into the two-minute drill uh, at the end of the first half, they moved the ball pretty well. They had a penalty, and then there was a sack that kind of, and then Josh Lambeau uh, ended up missing a field goal. But it was the first time, really, that the offense kind of looked like I sort of expected it to look. So we might see some more of that going forward. And, and you know, it, this this he's going to play like one, maybe two series on on Sunday against the Cowboys. But in that regular season opener, we may see a lot more tempo. I think that might be the best way to kind of get things going. Mike, one last one here, bud, in the last 45 seconds to a minute. Uh, you've covered this team for a long time. You've seen different iterations of this team. Uh, what are your baseline expectations this year? What do you think would de- be deemed a good season for Urban's first year down there in Jacksonville? Yeah, I still think six wins is probably where I'll put this team, and, and that's a significant jump, obviously, from one. Um, it, well, it's an early season. They, <laughs> they do play Houston twice, so they're yeah, kind of grandfather that is, too. That's true. Uh, it, it is an early, easier in the early season, but then they've also got games and in L.A., in Seattle, got to go into uh, New England. Um, so it's a tougher spot for them than mid to the end of the season. So, um, look, I, I – this the biggest question before was how are they going to rush the passer? And if they can't rush the passer, they're going to be in trouble and they're going to have to score a ton of points to keep up. Well, if those offensive tackles don't play any better and Trevor's getting battered and beaten around all year, it's going to be tough to score points. So uh, I still think the six, seven win mark will probably be really, really good. It's more important to get Trevor Lawrence comfortable 
and into the system and adjust it to life in the NFL and then really kind of make a few moves in the offseason. And next year you could sit in there and be looking at, you know, potentially challenging for a playoff spot. But six, seven wins this year I think would be a good year for this team. Yeah, I think it's absolutely fascinating. Mike, always appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks for waking up with us this morning. And uh, we'll chat again here in a few weeks, okay? Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Absolutely. There he goes. Our man from ESPN covering the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mike DiRocco, of course, joining us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. We'll let you know what has us juiced and our daily schlegelism next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Traffic is sponsored by Meineke Car Care Centers. As the commute continues to build up, so do the problem spots. We're looking at northbound 71 at Broad. Center lane is blocked due to a collision. You're slow from about 70. Moving over to Hague and Lowell, you will find police on the scene of that collision. And a crash along Westerville near Ferris still being worked on at this time. So give yourself a couple of extra minutes. Is your car as road trip ready as you are? Stop by your independently owned and operated Meineke, your one-stop shop for total car care. Make an appointment today for your free road trip check at participating location. See store for details, engine, brake, brakes, I should say, tires, oil, Meineke, doing car care right. I'm Lena for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Big dudes, bigger opinions. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice, right here on The Fan. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Here on this Thursday edition of the program. Right now, time to get juiced. What's got you juiced? Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. Call today. Get it fixed today. Well, it's a Thursday here, General. I had a nice little off day yesterday. Saw the kid off to school. What's got you juiced, bud? <laughs> Saw the kid. I took the kid the to school. Kid. Saw the other three off to school, and uh, it was pretty great. We had our little uh, meet-the-teacher last night for our second grader. When you have a bunch of kids, you don't get to do it for all of them. So it's first school. He's over at Tremont now, so figured we'd go check that out. Had a nice little night doing that. Um, put together my first article for Outkick yesterday about some of the stuff, the takeaways from the Alliance press conference there mm. and what is all going on with that. You, so you want to know my takeaway from it? whole lot of nothing. Well, of course. I mean, if they would have come out and said, hey, we're not going to schedule the SEC and we're canceling all future games until this is met. Okay, then there would have been something there. But really, it's just, hey, slow down everything until we negotiate the media rights deal and we're going to let that expire before we expand the playoff. And that's basically what I'd kind of said. And the fact that George Klyakov, I think, is the one driving the bus because he's the businessman in this whole deal who wants to try to get some stuff done. And then, you know, so excited, juiced about that. And then, Beam, we've been having all kinds of issues this morning with the show. And it goes back to the old adage, don't don't tell me you love me. Show me you love me. If you want to get stuff fixed, I mean, put some emphasis on it, okay? Like, hey. Get out there and find that dog. Get off your butt and you go find that gosh darn dog, Beam. Like, that's what you do. I tell my kids, hey, we love you, Dad. If you love me, you'd empty the dishwasher every morning. Like I asked, you can be part of this family. Don't think it's too much. Maybe three to five minutes in the morning. Don't just say I love you. Show me. Let me feel it, Beam. Words are one thing. Actions are another. So you can say that we emphasize this and you can say that you're important. But let's show it so that you can feel it. Shark, yeah. hit me with some Schlegel. Hi, GSF. You yes! know, give a crap factor, but substitute the C for a word that starts with an S, okay? So everybody, yes, use that, right? Because that's how I look at people. Like, what's your GSF? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Seems pretty timely. Yes, <laughs> it was perfect. I'm juiced about a couple of baseball games last night. The Orioles were on a 19-game losing streak, trailed the Angels 6-2, to but Baltimore rallied to win 10-6. to The O's already 
owned the American League record with 21 straight yeah, losses. Yeah, it wasn't even a franchise record for them. No, the 19 no, they, straight losses. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> they did that back in 1988, lost 21 in a row. So uh, I really, really wanted them to uh, win a game and uh, not break their own record. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And then I always listen to Sports Center all night when I'm coming into work. Uh, here on the fan when uh, I, uh, I'm i driving in. and they do a good I, job with that. Uh, yeah, they play it over and over and over and over <laughs> and over. But uh, I get into my car this morning at one thirty, turn on the radio, and lo and behold, the Dodgers and Padres are in the 11th Ooh. inning. And then I got to work, and I turned the game on here. It was crazy. San Diego scored a run in the second. It stayed one zip the whole way until the 8th when the Dodgers scored. Will Smith hit a homer for Los Angeles to tie the score at one. It stayed that way until the 15th inning, which is amazing considering that they are, you know, they're playing by the Manfred extra inning rules where you get a man on second base. Nobody could score. And then finally in the 15th inning, L.A. gets a couple of runs, and so you figure the game's over. But no, the Padres get a two-run homer from Fernando Tatis Jr. in the bottom of the 15th to tie the game, which is amazing because the Padres hadn't had a hit, let alone a run, in the previous 10 innings. So a lot of drama there. And then the Hold on, dr- Shark. So was that a no-hitter because it was more than Yeah, there innings? you go. It was, not, it was a 10-inning no-hitter, even though the 10 innings came, you know, in the middle of the game. But uh, A.J. Pollock hit a two-run homer in the 16th. Dodgers win 5-3. to three. Game ended at 4 o'clock uh, this morning our time. So uh, how bad are things for the Padres right now? A 16-inning game, they had... Four hits mm. in 16 innings. You hate to see it. Yeah. Beamer, what has you juiced? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, waking up this morning and seeing that game just got over had me juiced, in which fact the Padres did lose in dramatic fashion. So I was very juiced about that happening because the Reds are still one game, in the, one game up in the wild card. Uh, juice Vampire, the Reds' performance last night against Milwaukee. You can't beat the Brewers, man. I don't know what's going to happen if they get in the playoffs and they draw Milwaukee. What's going to happen with that? Don't feel entirely great about that situation. But what has me juiced, Bob? Free admission this weekend out to the Nationwide Hospital Children's uh, children's Championship over at the Scarlet Course. It's one of my favorite <laughs> events. Ah! Yeah, exactly. It's one of That's my favorite. That's what happens when they get birdies, Beam. Of course it is, man. Pub 13. That thing's going to be rip-raring and ready to go. Meredith's already got it. You know, the whole plan, what we're going to do on Saturday morning going out there. So, very, very juiced about that. Free admission again. Go to see one of the nicest golf courses that we have here in Central Ohio and watch how the pros play, man. Those guys are uh, pretty damn good at their job. So, I'll be very juiced about that and uh, going to the birdie bar this weekend, Bob. So uh, you know, plan plan your weekend out accordingly with that. One. We'll let you know what has uh, or we'll excuse me. Hold on, I think I just blacked out. We'll get you caught up with everything that's going on in the sports world as we hit you with the re-rack. Hour number three of the program on the way next. Who are the drunkest fans in the NFL? And Brian Hartline, he spoke to the media yesterday. You'll hear from the coach coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Traffic is sponsored by Molina Healthcare. Working on an earlier accident. This along 71 northbound at Broad Street. Left lane is down. You're slow from about 70. We picked up a new problem spot, the east outer belt northbound, and this is at Hamilton that is coming in, so be mindful of that. And your slowdowns, there's plenty of them, 670 westbound, bumper to bumper from 5th out to 3rd, and then you've also got 70. This is the downtown split eastbound, a crawl, starting from the west split as you make your way over to the 71 east split. 
For the healthcare coverage you need close to home, lean on Molina Healthcare. With a Medicaid plan from Molina, you get transportation to medical appointments, Amazon Prime for three months, a 24-hour nurse advice line, and more. All at no cost. Get the most from your health plan. Visit leanonmolina.com for details. I'm Lena for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. One of these guys voluntarily ripped off his toenail. I don't have anything else to say. You're listening to Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan, hour number three of the program for us on a Thursday. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Hopefully you're having a great start to your morning, unlike we are. A little technical difficulties at the station this morning, Bob. But you know what? We're going to get through it. Final hour of the show for us here on a Thursday. If you'd like to interact with us on the old Twitter machine, as our man Anthony Schlegel used to call it, you can do so at Morning Juice 971. All the fun things we talk about, all the cool people that we talk to can be found right there. 630, our man Rick Riker joined us, found out who was dealing for him. 735, about 30 minutes ago, our, our guy from down in Duval covers the Jags for ESPN. Mike DiRocco, he joined us. Talk expectations for the Jags. Year number one with Urban Meyer down there. What does it mean for Trevor Lawrence? How are they going to keep him upright uh, and not have a Joe Burrow situation on their hands with that shoddy offensive line uh, with a tackle? So talk to Mike uh, about 30 minutes ago. Great conversation and updated us on the Jag situation down there. Coming up here in 30 minutes time, our guy from Letterman Row, Jeremy Birmingham, the man who they just call Berm. He's going to join us. He will talk some Buckeyes with us coming up here at 835. General, you're on Twitter at BCARP3. I'm there at BrandonBeam971. And our man, Mark the shark who we did allow to take his tequila shot an hour early today at seven o'clock because of said technical difficulties you can follow sharky on twitter at shark on sports right now time for a re-rack keeping you informed about what's trending this morning it's time for a little re-rack on morning juice sponsored by billiards plus the best selection of pool tables and the best service in central ohio brewers take down the reds four to one last night their struggles against milwaukee continue indians seven to two winners over the rangers Dodgers get things done over the Padres 5 to 3 final 16 innings it ended uh, 4 a.m. Eastern time here, Bob. So uh, I don't know any Dodgers fans. I don't know any Padres fans. But if you were a fan of them, you could stay up early into the morning uh, while Shark was heading into work. So uh, great situation for the Reds. Not really because they lost. But good news for them is that the Padres lost as well. They are still a game up in the wild card. Padres trail them by one. And the Cardinals lurking there at three and a half games back, General. So that's kind of your standings right now for the NL wild card race, final spot. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, you'd rather be in than out at this point. How many games you say they have left? Uh, not that many, yeah. 25? Yeah, yeah exactly. 34. 34. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, they're coming down the home stretch here. Uh, we'll figure it out over the next month and change about you know where they're going to be. But you know what? They're playing good baseball. They slide in. If that bullpen could somehow hold up, I mean, this is a pretty talented roster. The lineup's been good, and if they get decent starting pitching, it's just a matter of can they close out a game, which mm-hmm. has been the the to much to the chagrin of Reds fans, their uh, bugaboo, if you will, all year. Yeah, it's been the bane of their existence. Uh, if you had to put a hundred of your softer dollars on which fan base do you think drinks the most, Bob, in the NFL? Who would you? predict uh that would have the drunkest fans in the nfl i I mean literally i think if you go to any game you know that all all fans are pretty drunk all right so you would go with buffalo and i think that's a natural reaction to have just because of the bills mafia and the table slamming correct yeah i mean listen i'm assuming that most people are sober when they just choose to jump off like a 10-foot truck or 
whatever it is. Unless you're in the WWE, then yeah, but those dudes are landing on a springboard. These people are landing on concrete. It might be cold. It might be a flaming table. Do you think we can get a milk crate challenge at Bill's Mafia tailgate that then they fall into a table and break it? Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. <laughs> like the injuries that would happen from that, though, I'd be, I'd imagine, would be pretty extreme. Oh yeah, like that milk crate challenge for anyone who's oh, it's a disaster. not of sound mind. That would be incredibly difficult. Like it looks easy. Why people when people do it, they have great balance. I challenge a lot of people to do that. You have to have incredible leg strength and great core strength to be able to pull that thing off. Yeah, there's absolutely no way. I'm not. I'm not getting past the third milk crate. I don't believe. First two, I don't know. Maybe the milk milk crate might just concave in on me, Bob. I don't know if it would support all the weight. Oh, no, it would hold you. I've watched people do it walking up with dumbbells beams, so Ooh. I know it would hold you. It's just a function of could you hold yourself so, up there. That's real, the real question. Well, no, I couldn't. So, you know, Spoiler alert on that. I would not be able to accomplish that. I think many people would enjoy uh, them seeing me fall off and just bust my tail uh, doing the milk crate. So, anyways, Buffalo ranks third on this. This was done by Sports Handle, Bob. They surveyed thousands of NFL fans. Uh, think about how many average drinks per game they consume when going to actual NFL stadiums and watching a game. Coming in at number five is the Carolina Panthers. Four is the Chicago Bears. Three... To surprise of a lot of people, the Buffalo Bills coming in at third on this list, Bob. Maybe it's because they get so um, you know so nice and, and lubricated during the pregame that they don't need to go into the stadium and actually buy uh, booze from the actual department where you get that so, from the concession stands. Hold on, you said Carolina's two. Who is one? So no, the Panthers are five. The Panthers Bears are, are four. Okay, you're going four or five. Okay, yep. The Bills are third. Well, the Baltimore Ravens coming in at. Second. Really? I could see why the Bears would be four. I mean, given the quarterback situation they've been dealt <laughs> beam over the last 25, 30 years. Yep. I mean, that's just going to drive you to drink. Uh, it drove me to drink, even though the uh, the last time I was in Soldier Field, they did take down the Packers to win the NFC North. And literally by the end of the game, Bob, the guy or the lady who I was buying the beer from just called me Ohio because that's what my uh, my ID said. So we we had a nice little relationship. You more Ohio, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. I mean, it was right behind I me love too. You, Jay Cutler, <laughs> well, you're it, the best. It was Mitch at that point. It was, so. it was Trubisky. Yeah, of course. I love you, Mitch. You're our savior, <laughs> just like Cutler was. Yeah, exactly. And. Uh, um, uh, Rexy Grossman, mm-hmm. take us to the Super Bowl. Craig Krenzel, Craig I Krenzel. love you. Okay. Uh- <laughs> so who, I want to know, Baltimore's two, which is kind of sneaky. Sneaky, I would not have thought the Ravens would have come in at two. Who we got atop the mountain, Bean? The number one drunkest fan Jets? base, according to this. It is not the Jets, Bob. The Jets rank 17th on this list. The number one team resides right here in the state of Ohio. Browns. And it's not the one that you think what? of. It's the Cincinnati Bengals coming in at number one as the drunkest fan base in all the NFL. Congratulations, Bengals fans. You average 5.2 drinks consumed per game. Well... But that can't be like an average seat basis because half the seats are empty. So well, that would mean true. that the other half of the people might be drinking 10 drinks Well, that's a game. pretty impressive then. Oh, gosh. That's uh, that's wild, man. That's some wild stuff. It doesn't surprise... I guess it does surprise me because I would have thought Cleveland would be by far the drunkest team in the NFL. I think that the problem is now... Beam is there's going to be a challenge. Like they're go- people are going to see if they can top this. Like, what do you mean we're not the drunkest? We're going to show you that we can go out there and get sauced up better than anyone else. So well, they do it. They do it pretty good with the best of them up there in Cleveland. Goodness gracious, that is uh, that is going to be a challenge unlike any other. I'm excited to see if this changes after this year. But 
They just based it on see because here's the thing, Beam. That doesn't take take into account drinks consumed prior to entrance. Of course, and that's a big part in the issue here. You know, I mean, you're. I mean, you got the Muni lot up there in Cleveland. I know, I know, drinks are consumed up there for sure. That's my point. Is I mean, you're looking at this like what's your tailgating scene like in Buffalo? Like you're not doing the tailgate challenge, you know, table challenge usually after the game. Maybe you are a little bit, but a lot of that I feel like is going on before. So a lot of the libation ingestion is happening before you enter the stadium, which is where they're counting everything. I'm pretty sure the last time I was at a Bengals game, Bob, I was wearing my Bears jersey. Uh, and uh, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. Oh, um, literally no, choked up, right? And uh, no, I was. Uh, there was some lady who was there who was so drunk, and she literally told me, "She goes, my son is a Bears fan." And I'm like, "Okay, what do you want me to do about that?" She was like, "Give me a high five. And then I'm pretty sure three steps later, she stumbled and took a fall. So uh, <laughs> I see why the Bengals are number one, and they have a lot to drink about because uh, their team. I don't know. They're going to look better this year, Bob, but uh, certainly not the expectations they had with Marvin down there. Brian Hartline. He spoke to the media yesterday. Unbelievable what he has done as the wide receiver position coach here at Ohio State. It's not a new factor or a new method to want your guys to be successful at multiple positions, but Brian Hartline wants his receivers to play all of them and get familiar with them. Anytime you want to be a receiver, you don't want to be, you know, pigeonholed into a certain spot. So that's just value. I could play Chris in any spot. I could play Brian Jackson in any spot as well, too. And and that's just how they're developed. They're not developed to be like, you know, slash players. It's just about being a great receiver and getting the best three guys in, in, uh, in advantageous positions because at the end of the day, if you turn around and go, you know, 12 personnel or you're in a, in a bigger set, uh, those guys that are quote-unquote outside guys become inside guys. And if you're pigeonholed into a certain spot, you're not really that great of a receiver. You might be a good football player, but being multiverse than being uh, multifaceted is what we always strive to be, uh, become. We saw it with Garrett Wilson when he was playing in the slot, Bob. Jackson Smith and Jigba did that last year. We're going to see kind of what their rotation is going to look like. Brian Hartline wants to get these young dudes in the game. He does. And if, if you can, the more you can play, the better chance to have of getting you out there. And so that's what he's telling all these young guys, Emeka Buka and Fleming and all those dudes, hey, here are our top three guys. I want when someone gets tired to be able to throw any one of you in there. And not have to worry, well, Coach, I only know the Z, or I only mm-hmm. know the X, or I only know, you know, I guess, you know, the slot, or whatever they want to call it. Some people call it the J. Like, I don't know all the positions. Well, then you limit me where I can put you in. So learn them all. We'll get you in there. We'll figure out where you best fit within the team. But the learning them all and being in the, the thing is, too, it's not just knowing the routes. It's the routes are different. And so you have to learn how to run them differently against coverages on the inside. And so there's a lot more idiosyncrasy that goes into it from the outside to the inside than just like, hey, this is a slant, that's a slant, this is an out, that's a a go, whatever it might be. You have to figure out exactly how you're running it against these different coverages and being able to recognize it from the inside versus the outside. So it does take time. It takes work. It takes development. But Hart wants to get that done for those guys so it gives them the best opportunity to get out there. Yeah, absolutely. They take on Minnesota one week from tonight. The Buckeyes get the season kicked off. How does he feel about his guys heading into week one? Feels that they're well prepared. Pretty darn close to being game ready, if you ask me. I mean, I think that... um you know, you're, you're never, and again, what's game ready? Yeah, based on game one. If we're still game one, then we are game five. Shame on us. So, you know, 
game ready in comparison to uh, week one. Uh, we've done a really good job, and I look for the next week, hopefully, of maximizing the rest of this game plan and then executing at a really high level at the end of the week. But uh, I think we've done a pretty good job. You've heard Ryan Day talk about this, Bob. It's not how you start the season. It's about how you finish the season. And Brian Hartline taking onus on himself right there. Shame on us if we're going to be the same receiving core that we are from week one to week four all the way into week 10, 11, and 12. Uh, so a pretty big responsibility for him, challenging these guys to not only get better during the offseason, but to get better and accelerate that during the actual season. Absolutely, B. What are you going to do? Stop improving? You know, I mean, that's not... Yeah, I'm good enough, coach. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Go sit down. Mm-hmm. Stop improving. <laughs> guys are all young. I mean, outside like Olave, who's been there four years, I mean, the rest of the guys, like, you're young. Even Garrett Wilson's third season. There's a lot of development that's going to happen here. I mean, ideally, he should be, you know, 50% better than he was last year because he had two years under his belt. You throw another year in there, boom, let's go get it. And so keep keep working, keep improving, keep striving. striving. If you're just going to sit back and lounge and say, hey, we got this. Like that's not that's not how it's going to work, and that's what Brian has done a great job of communicating to those guys. I'm gonna make it better. I'm gonna make it better. I'm gonna push on you, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be uncomfortable. Yeah. That's good because change is uncomfortable. Beam. Yeah, it certainly is. Ohio State is the best blue blood in all of college football, and good coaches win, Bob. But great coaches cover, and yeah. Ryan Day is pretty elite at that. Details on that next. Morning Juice right here on the fan from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Traffic is sponsored by Molina Healthcare. A couple of problem spots to navigate you around the first day shutdown. State Route 315, and this is southbound at 670 East. Crash out there is on the ramp, and it is completely shut off as a result. You've also got northbound 71 at Broad Street. A left lane remains blocked due to an earlier accident. A minute or two more is what you need for your drive time because you're still from about 70. But it is a dead stop, so be mindful. Westbound 70, that's between US 33 and the 71 East split. That delay time right now, we're looking at a good 20 minutes. For the healthcare coverage you need, close to home, lean on Molina Healthcare. With a Medicaid plan from Molina, you get transportation to medical appointments, Amazon Prime for three months, a 24-hour nurse advice line, and more, all at no cost. Get the most from your health plan. Visit leanonmolina.com for details. I'm Lena on for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Wake up and smell the smelling salts. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Here on this Thursday edition of the program. We here on Morning Juice brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. Visit them online at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Have we MacGyvered this thing, General? Talk to me. How do I sound? Hey! We got it. There we go. We just had to press one button. One button was screwing this whole thing up. It sounds simple. But there's an option of probably a hundred buttons on this screen. I might not maybe even, more. Yeah, I'm trying to see what are there ten of those? Twelve? I think sixteen. Are there sixteen? Yeah, sixteen faders. Each one of them has two big buttons at the bottom, so that's thirty-two, and then it has eight up top, <laughs> so that's eighty. Then times six, <laughs> then eight times six is what forty-eight. Oh, forty-eight. So another hundred and twenty-eight mm. plus another three. In there, so three times 16, I mean, 32, 40. I mean, my goodness, like, what am I talking about? It's like almost 170 buttons, and that doesn't even include all these other 40 buttons on the right side, (laughs) and that doesn't include knobs either. So there's some knobs and dials. So you have, like, 
200 <laughs> options of buttons to push in here. And then I'm sure, Bean, if you do some sort of, and I was a finance guy and we did a lot of probability stuff in grad school, I can't even begin to tell you the amount of combinations that you have when you have this many knobs, mm. buttons, and lights. I mean, it's almost... Millions. It really is. It, it is in the millions, probably, or close to it. Infinitesimal is what I'm looking at. Like I have no a lottery or something. It looks like a, an airplane cockpit, don't you think, Bob? Oh, 100%. And not like an old airplane cockpit. cockpit. I'm not talking like... The Apollo 13 stuff, I'm talking about as if we're taking off in like one of those new, the vertical takeoff planes that can do all those crazy things. The F-35, Tomcats or whatever the they Harriet, are. Harriet, yeah. what they're called? Yeah, I mean, whatever they are, but that's that's the options that you have right here. And that's just on this side. Shark's got his own bevy of options on the other. So, I mean, my goodness, endless possibilities for button pushing here. And only the exact right combination is going to get you what you need to do. Anything else will either result in sounds of silence or some sort of distorted tin can that you're living in. You know what? It's pretty amazing. I mean, we were two hours and 20 minutes into the show when we finally figured this out by ourselves. I told Shark, and I'm like, all right, you've got pictures of it. Let's just workshop ourselves through it. And so uh, that's why I was coming in and out of your studio. I'm like, all right, let's try to figure this thing out here. And uh, we got it, Bob. So you like... uh, you know, McConaughey and True Detective or Woody Harrelson, you got all the pictures with the yarn on the board exactly. here, connecting them with the little the little push pins of, hey, we tried this. Like Charlie and, and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Exactly. You got the, the string and the pictures, trying to figure out who had done it. There we go. Well, I guess we're here tomorrow. We need to take another picture of this to make sure that this is, this is actually working. And then tomorrow will be a new adventure when someone comes in here and changes all this stuff up again. Yeah, like me when I do the podcast with Bone. I'll change everything up, and then it'll be a new adventure tomorrow. So we'll see uh, what happens. Oh but I'm glad that we could uh, we could figure that out by ourselves two hours and 20-some minutes into the show. Bob, uh, we know that good coaches win and great coaches cover. And the top five coaches against the spread with a minimum of 20 games I'm not shocked to report to you that the number one coach in college football when it comes to this is Ryan Day. His career record is a 70% hit against the spread. He is 14-6 and six as a head coach in covering these games. Right behind him is Kansas State's Chris Kleiman at 68%. He's only 15-7. and seven. But Ryan Day, 14-6 and six against the spread here in his short couple of years as the Buckeye football coach. Yeah, that's impressive, man. You know, because he's favored in a lot of games. So it's not like, hey, he's covering and not winning. I mean, Ryan Day is out there winning and blowing teams out the way that he should. And it's been very, very impressive. He hasn't had any letdown games yet. His teams have always come to play and performed really, really well. Heck, does he have two losses in two years? Yeah. I mean, and that's simply because he's in the playoffs. So unless you're winning a title, your season's going to end at a loss. It's unreal. And this will be his third season. So I'm not trying to put any pressure on him with this. But you think about this. I mean, Trust won a title in his second year. Mm -hmm. Urban won one in his third. I mean, to have a coach, three successive coaches win national championships, that's incredibly rare in college football. And it'd be even, I think, even rarer or more rare or whatever you want to say is if he's able to then do it in his first three or four seasons. This year will be tough. You've got a new quarterback and some things, but a very, very loaded team. So we'll see. 
We'll see what happens. You have no idea how this team will grow and what they'll look like by the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely, man. So Ohio State is the best blue blood team of them all. There was a uh, thing done that uh, was on Twitter, which I find supremely fascinating, Bob. It took NFL draft picks in the first round, NFL draft picks overall, wins, Heisman trophies, national championships, New Year's Bowl appearances, uh, college football playoff appearances, January Bowl games, New Year Day Bowl games, All-Americans, AP Top 25 rankings, and number one rankings of all time. When you spit this into the computer, the number one team that spits out for all of this, Bob, is the Ohio State Buckeyes during the entirety of college football. Uh, Coming in at number two is Notre Dame. Three is Alabama. Four is University of Southern Cal. And number five is Oklahoma. When you combine all of that together, Ohio State has been the most ranked team in the AP Top 25 at number one. They have also had the second most number one rankings of all time. And then on that national championship list, college football playoff appearance is all that good stuff. They rank number three. So when you spit all that together, Bob, and you have it come out the other side, Ohio State is the best blue blood program of all time, according to this calculation. Yeah, I love the algorithm they put in there, Bean. Yeah. It's like the possibilities of what what button poss- uh, what button <laughs> combinations we could push on this board. I mean, who knows what they're all putting in there. People are going to skew it differently for things that they want to get the result they want to have. But I'll tell you this. Ohio State has been really good. They've been really good for a long time. They haven't had any sustained points of failure like a lot of other programs where they've been bad. I was just talking to my stepdad about this the other day with what's happening with Nebraska. Nebraska, Florida State, Bama before Saban. Sure. Um, SC, currently, Miami. I mean, there have been, you know, Michigan, currently. I mean, there's been a lot of programs that have been good and historically really good. Lots of national championships, lots of great players. But all of a sudden, you're looking like, gosh, for that five-year stretch or three-year stretch, like they were surprisingly mediocre to maybe even bad a little bit. And so Ohio State, yeah, they got the year with Fick where it wasn't great. You're about 500, and it would have been, wouldn't have been that if you would have had you know, four, of your, four of your best players playing all those games. I think they would have won probably 10 games that year for certain. You know, right at the end of Coop's run, there was a little you know blip of being average there, and you're struggling a little bit. End of Bruce Cooper, little struggle, but it wasn't like you hired the wrong coach. People might say stuff about Coop, but like, listen, they won a ton of games, mm-hmm. were really good, just couldn't you know win the one at the end of the year. But they've never hired a coach. You're like, gosh, this what is this guy we got, doing? We got to fire, this, yeah. we got to fire this guy. And then sometimes you compound it by then and making a second bad hire, which is like what we've seen up north. Mm-hmm. And so you you compound that, and all of a sudden, like Texas, Florida, or. Uh, Florida was even in that situation, but you know, no, Michigan, like you hire a couple bad hires in a row. Notre Dame yeah. did that. Like you, all of a sudden, you're sitting there like, okay, eight and four, we're defining as a good year based upon where we've been. And that has never been the case at Ohio State since Woody really got here in 51. I mean, it's 70 years. People have been born and died, Beam, in that amount of time and have never seen sustained failure. Yeah, it's really crazy, man. Nobody is immune to it, Bob. Uh, but that's Ohio what I, State is. Well, that's what I was talking to my stepdad about. I'm like, we need to, you know, just realize how the good. Lo- you know what they yeah. got? The loser vaccine. Okay? <laughs> loser vaccine. And you know what? They didn't need a booster shot. That thing stays good until they choose for it to expire. Yeah, but for centuries really- it stays good. Hey, 
you better keep that guy Ryan Day here, okay? Because it's really tough. The other thing that makes it easier is when you hire coaches for about a decade. Because mm-hmm. that way, you don't have the more hires you make, Beam, just like the more button combinations we have, yep. the better chance you have of screwing it up. Yeah, that's an amazing analogy. Our man from Letterman Row, the man that they simply call Berm. He'll join mm. us. He'll talk some Buckeyes with us next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Traffic is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. An accident on the ramp of State Route at 315 southbound to 670 eastbound has that ramp shut down. You've got northbound 71, and this is at East Broad Street. That crash has been cleared, but you can expect delays. Bumper to bumper continues westbound at 70. That's between US 33 out to the east split. Give yourself an extra 15 minutes. And you've got a 71 southbound slow, 670 to 70. Northbound from Frank Road over to 70, so just be mindful of that. Good news, Ohio. Safe Auto offers state minimum car insurance for less than 66 cents a day. Safe Auto is available 24-7 to help you save. Get a quote in less than three minutes at safeauto.com or 1-800-SAFE-AUTO. Play it safe, Safe Auto. I'm Lena for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. If morning juice were a smell, it would be a combination of Ben Gay and undercarriage. Heavy on the undercarriage. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Caffeinating and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Here on this Thursday edition of the program. Right now, going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Checking with our man... The man who they simply call Berm, Jeremy Birmingham, joining us. Berm, happy Thursday, bud. What's going on? Good morning. Uh, not a whole lot. How are you boys doing? Oh, doing fantastic. We're just uh, doing our research on tarmacs this morning because uh, we know you are such a fan uh, of the tarmac industry, buddy. You'll be hopping on a plane, going to your beloved tarmac, and heading up to Minnesota next week. Buckeyes only seven days away from the game, of course, the season opener against the Golden Gophers. What are you most interested, man? Uh, here we are one week away. We finally made it. Uh, just your biggest area, I'm not going to say concern, but biggest area of intrigue, I guess, heading into this 2020 one season i guess for me it's just how you how you handle physical football i mean it's been a, a while since things have been normal um the buckeyes are and everyone else around college football have had the amount of contact and tackling and padded practices that they can participate in uh you know scaled way back and to open up the season on the road against a pretty physical minnesota team and a running game that is going to you know come down the hill and, and really try to challenge the heart of the defense i think for the buckeyes with New linebackers losing the the run stopper in Tommy Togi. I'm not really sure who steps up there. I think that's the biggest thing to me. It's how do they handle the physical, uh, the physical side of football because you, you're not getting that that ramp up game. This is straight to the Big Ten. It is straight to the Big Ten, Berm, and you like it like that. You know, no jacket required, no dipping your toe in the pool. We're jumping right in here, and I mean, you make it sound like we should be, you know, sounding the alarms. What is your true level of concern? for the Buckeyes a week from tonight in this Minnesota game? Um, how do I gauge that? I mean, there's any number of possibilities. I, I think that... Uh, when I'll give you a 1 to 10 uh, scale, Berm, with 10 being threat level midnight and 0 being you're going to sleep through the game because it's not even a contest. Well, I, I certainly won't be sleeping through the game. I'll be on the sideline uh, at Minnesota. But I'm going to go with uh, 3. Uh, I think that any time you have uh, unproven talent at quarterback uh that's that's a concern uh obviously cj stroud has not thrown a pass in a college game neither has uh kyle mccord or jack miller 
I think that, that has to be a concern. I think that there is a real concern at linebacker. And I know Taraja Mitchell is stepping up into that role, but uh, Dallas Gant, who missed all the spring, still with the foot injury, hasn't really been 100%. And someone else is going to have to to really fill that hole there. And I think, it, you know, whether you're talking about Cody Simon or Tommy Eichenberg, someone just needs to be able to step up and be ready to play. And, um, you know, I, I have a tough time looking back and not going back to the 2018 season when when the four new linebackers, or the four linebackers that were there last year, Tough Borland, Pete Warner, Baron Browning, Justin Hilliard were all sort of young pups and how bad that defense was because the, the linebacker core was just out of place and um, it, it wasn't physical enough. And so I think that, that's, that that is my concern, again, especially when you're talking about a guy like Mohamed Ibrahim at Minnesota in the first game of the year that, that really likes to, to bring the hammer. And uh, you're going to get tested quick and, and out the gate. So, I mean, uh, I, I think the Buckeyes will have no problem scoring the football, which should alleviate some of the concern. I don't think Minnesota can keep up with them as far as, you know, uh, point for point. But uh, the concern I have is just getting them off the field. Talking with talking some Buckeyes with our man Jeremy Birmingham of Letterman Row here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Uh, just for you know interest, Berm, what's recruiting going to look like this season? Last year it was all done via Zoom. I mean, are we resuming normal on-campus visits during game day? I'm sure if they are, I mean, September 11th will be a huge one for the Buckeyes entertaining uh, the Oregon Ducks. What's their process and how do they get back to kind of juggling both both jobs at the same time here this year? I mean, the intention is to return to normalcy. Uh, if, if it's going to change, people need to let uh, some some administrators know that in the very short future because uh, they're, they're planning full speed ahead and coaches are expected and, and planning to be on the road uh, visiting high schools and seeing kids uh, starting September 1st. And uh, I know from talking to, to some of the guys in, in the Ohio State facility, they're looking forward to just kind of getting back to being on the road and watching kids at their high school games and, and seeing, you know, those sort of players uh, in person and getting a much better sense of, of who someone really is as opposed to uh, what you get in, in a Zoom call. So uh, right now the plan is to go back to normal. I'm sure that there is some sort of um, restriction on the numbers of, of players per game or, or something like that, but none, nothing that I've heard yet. Um, but a lot of that stuff is, I think, still being worked out. So, Berm, you talked to a lot of these guys, and I know you know Minnesota opening on the road on a Thursday night is a little bit unique for Ohio State, especially with a conference game. Um, so that's obviously a, a something that they're going to have to you know, work with. But new big noon kick, Oregon the following week. I mean, is that is that a, a situation here where we're going to just have a cavalcade of five stars coming through there? I mean, from the guys you talked to, is that – a highly anticipated recruiting weekend where someone like Jeremy Birmingham is going to be locked outside trailing these dudes around, getting all the, getting all the quotes and figuring out where the crystal ball is going to send them. It's turning into that. I mean, it's one of these weekends where you, you see the juxtaposition between what Ohio state used to do as far as the big recruiting weekends and the night games and having all the kids come in from all over the country. It is a little different when it's a noon game. Um, you know, especially when you're talking about kids from California, Florida, Texas, Georgia, et cetera, they're playing on Friday night. They're not done till you know, 1130, 12 o'clock by the time they get home and it makes it difficult to get on a plane or, or to get in the car and get to Columbus in time to have um, any opportunity to link up with the Buckeyes coaches. So I think it, you may see it turn into much more of a local thing as far as just the best of the best from around the, the tri-state area. But um, there's certainly a handful of, of dudes coming from around the country, especially 
California, Ernest Green, the country's uh, number two ranked interior offensive line prospect and, and one of the Buckeyes' biggest uh, targets left in the class of 2022. He's making his official visit that weekend right now. He's the only one I know of that's doing that, except for Marvin Jones Jr., the defensive end, uh, who on three sports has the, has the number one player in the country, will also be in town. So, Where is he uh, from, Bert? From American Heritage High School down in Plantation, Florida. Nice. Uh, the same high school that produced Torrance Gibson for Ohio State back in the class of 2015. But Marvin's dad obviously played at Florida State, and it's one of these long-shot type prospects. But when Larry Johnson gets a chance to sit down and talk to kids, it seems like uh, things always seem to work out in the Buckeyes' favor. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, you're looking at these guys who are on campus right now. JT, JTT, of course, Jack Sawyer from right here in our own backyard. Travion Henderson, another big-time five-star product coming onto campus. Out of those guys, Berm, out of any of the true freshmen that are on campus right now for the Buckeyes, who do you think is going to be the biggest impact player for this team? I, I go back and forth on that. I, I, I've been very, very vocal about the fact that I think that Travion Henderson is a a different type of player than any of the other guys in the running back room at Ohio State, but I also understand that the value of that position sometimes is about uh, not necessarily who's going to hit the home run, but who's not going to put, you know, who's not going to strike out. Uh, and Trey, I think, you know, is not as complete a back right now as Master Teague or Mayan Williams or even Marcus Crowley. So he's got some things he has to work on, you know, catching the football out of the backfield, pass protection, that kind of stuff. Um, I, I really think that it could be one of the two freshman receivers that have gotten a lot of pub, which is uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh, Emeka Abuka. I think those two are going to find their way into the rotation pretty regularly. They've just been too good. Uh, and other than that, I think the other one to really watch for is uh, Denzel Burks, the cornerback from, from Scottsdale who has bust his way into the two deep and, and been able to really make some plays uh, in the secondary as Cameron Brown and Seven Banks uh, Marcus Williamson, et cetera, are all kind of uh, ramping up towards you know full health and full go. So Denzel's had a chance to, to shine, and he's done it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, man. What's your uh, what's your game plan? Does Austin have dinner reservations for you uh, next week up there in Minneapolis? I mean, what are we doing? Uh, we'll get into Minneapolis about uh, three o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. I'm sure that uh, old Aid Ward Sports has some sort of uh, brewery plan. Uh, mapped out where that is yet i don't know i don't ask i just go where he told <laughs> absolutely road beers planted again for the 2021 season modest brewing up there in minneapolis is pretty good if you check that out berm always appreciate the time my friend have a safe trip up to minnesota butter we'll chat again here soon okay thanks guys appreciate it absolutely there he goes our man from letterman row the man they call berm jeremy birmingham joining us of course here on the bryant heating and cooling systems fan guest hotline we're going to wrap things up on a thursday coming up next morning juice right here on the fan from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Traffic is sponsored by Molina Healthcare. An accident is still shutting down the off-ramp of southbound State Route 315 to 670. Keep that in mind. Crash coming in. James Road, and this is at Seltzer that you do need to be aware of. And southbound State Route 315, that's between Lane and 670. Bumper-to-bumper traffic delay times right now, just under 15 minutes. For health coverage you need close to home, lean on Molina Healthcare. With a Medicaid plan from Molina, you get transportation to medical appointments for three months, a 24-hour nurse advice line, and more, all at no cost. Get the most from your health plan, visit leanonmolina.com for details. I'm Lena for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Protein shakes and energy drinks. The breakfast of champions. This is Morning Juice. Morning Juice. 
Right here on the fan, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Wrapping things up here on a Thursday edition of the program. Our daily fan poll is brought to you by our good friends over at Reichert Ford. Today's fan poll at 971thefan.com or on Twitter. Who will win the second National League wild card spot? Generally, you got the Reds who are one game ahead. Padres who just lost in 16 innings to the Dodgers last night. They are a game back. Cards three and a half games back. Phillies five games back. No surprise to anybody. Over 100 votes in this thing already. 68% of the voting delegation have gone for the Cincinnati Red Lakes. See, here's the thing. Shark put the wrong answers on there. First answer should have been Reds by a mile. Mm -hmm. Second answer should have been Reds comfortably. Third, Reds squeak in. Fourth, they can't. Reds at, a, Reds at a photo finish. They cancel the wild card second spot <laughs> and give the other. Guess only one wild card gets through. Those are the options, Shark, that the people are looking for. Yeah, they really are. I'm going to go with the Reds and uh, tell you what. That is solely because I'm a Cincinnati Reds yeah. fan, and I don't really have any faith Beam. in this. Strap team. yourself to that plane and just <laughs> let it take off. Strap myself to the rocket and let's see what we're going to do. Some NFL headlines this morning: Bob Joe Burrow getting some preseason reps mm. in their final game this week. Wait, I thought he wasn't going to play. No, he is. He is planning on playing. Taylor say that he wasn't going to play in the preseason? he did say emphatically that we are not going to see Joe Burrow until the opener against Minnesota. But now after sitting out, he will play in the preseason finale on Sunday. Bengals coach Zach Taylor did confirm that he will play a limited number of snaps on Sunday against the Dolphins. That's why you don't speak in absolutes about injuries and what you're going to do because I guarantee you Joe Burrow probably is like, hey, Zach, Coach Taylor, mm-hmm. Coach Zach, Big Z, Big Z. That he's calling him Big Z. Big sure. Z. Listen, I haven't felt good in practice. I need to get out there. I need to get some reps. No, you're not playing, Joe. Every day, hammering. Like, listen, I need it for me. I don't care what you think. Do you want to win games? I need to feel good about well, this. You'll be good, Joe. Don't no. worry about it. Yeah, I need to get hit. I need to move around. I need to have live action. And so that's the thing. Like. Don't ever make these decisions with guys coming off injuries about they're definitely not going to do this or definitely not going to do that because sometimes the guy might come to you and be like, listen, I know it's you say it's for my own good, but for the good of me being able to compete, I need to go out there and get these live reps. You don't have to play me for a stinking half. Just give me two series. Mm-hmm. But I need to know what live game action feels like again. I bet Zach Taylor's just going to hand the ball off. Say, here you go, no. here you go, Joe. No, they'll get him. In, they'll get him ingrained, man. He'll be, uh, he'll be good. Uh, Tell if you're offensive lineman. I was going to say, if you if get you're... beat, you pull that guy to the ground. You hold him, face mask, jump Whatever. on his back. Yeah, don't let him tackle Joe Burrow. Like, I just want to know: Are Bengals fans going to be waited with uh, bated breath here? You know what mm. I mean? Because like, I would be nervous. As Walking hell. on broken glass. Yeah, I'd be nervous as hell if I'm a Bengals fan throwing Joe Burrow out here in a preseason game. Listen, I know you're not that far away from the regular season opener, and that's going to happen sooner rather than later as they entertain the Vikings on Sunday, September 12th at 1 o'clock down at Paul Brown Stadium, but I don't know, man. Like, I would be in such a rock and a hard place. Like, all right, if Joe needs it for his mentality, that's good. He's going to play some live football here within the next couple of weeks' time. I would be nervous as hell if I was a Bengals fan. Yeah, you should be. Because he's your guy. You've seen how bad they've looked without him. I mean, they've looked okay at at points, but you need Joe Burrow in there. Joe Burrow is football. Joe Burrow will be playing football. Joe Burrow will be playing football. Cam Newton back at Pat's practice today, Bob. Uh, Patriots teammates praise Mac Jones for his control of the offense. I think that quarterback battle up there in New England just got heated up a skosh more than it already was this week with Mac getting the number one reps. Scotias. I've got I love that beam. Good Scotias everywhere. I honestly think it's going to be Cam. Cam has looked pretty good this preseason. I think they feel good about Mac, and it wouldn't surprise me 
if Bill's like, Cam, you're the guy. We're going to sprinkle Mac in. We'll do some Ooh, crazy two quarterback stuff. sets. Yeah, like, hey, Cam, we'll flex you out, do some different things. Now, the real thing, if they flex Cam out into the wide receiver position, do you think he'll give more or less effort than Jay Cutler did when he oh, was thrown out to the receiver? Listen, he'll give more effort. Cam actually is an athlete. And Jay's an athlete, too. Uh, Jay's actually a good athlete. He's a sneaky athlete because he has a sloppy bod and doesn't care. Now he works out more, but he didn't care. Which is amazing, too. It's because guys say, I'm getting paid to play football. Then all of a sudden, they're like, gosh, I'm 36 and look like a fat slob. Like, what happened to that dude? When will that click in for me, you think? Well, I told you. We had the conversation. At what point in life do you just quit caring and make decisions simply on doing what feels good? Yeah, well, I think I've been doing that for a while, if you're following my roadmap. General had so much fun today. What do you say we do it again tomorrow if they allow us? You good with that? Yeah, it sounds great. All right, everybody have a great day. Uncle Bo and James, they will steer the ship until noon. We'll be back live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. to break everything down. Have a good one. Talk to you then. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Traffic is sponsored by Wow, super fast internet, best price of the year. As we wind down the commute, not so much when it comes to issues. We've got a crash, James, and this is at Seltzer that is being dealt with, as well as police out at Bryce at Refugee. That's another crash that you do need to be aware of. Also, 670 westbound, a little slow out there. It's between 71 as you make your way over to 3rd Street on this Thursday morning commute. Switch to Wow, internet for the best price of the year. Fast and reliable home internet starting at only $19.99. Call 833-WOW-SALE for offer details and get this deal today. Have a great one. I'm Lena for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.